Yay! What's happening, guys? All right. Not that many people here. It's Saturday for, for you know, obviously, because probably going to be too many people like uh, in the crowd tonight. But uh, what's happening? Welcome to the Patreon stream that I try to do once a month and talk to the patrons. Anybody who supports the channel over on the Patreon, which I try to give extra extra goodies over there some exclusive stuff stuff that i hear i usually put over there before i talk about it on film junkie live try to do like every other week i do uh an exclusive an exclusive podcast over there you know on tuesdays when i don't do film junkie live and i get a little bit more you know ranty get a little bit more uh you know I, I i don't hold back as yet like i do with the live shows but uh so yeah just doing this tonight i had a free saturday which uh they have not been uh that's not been easy for me lately it's just always seems like i'm doing things on saturday and the last couple of times we did these patreon streams it was on sundays and i know sometimes that could be hard for people so we'll see who shows up i already posted the link so anybody, like I said, I posted the link in the chat if you want to join, if anybody right here wants to subscribe, support, and then come on and talk for a little bit, uh, let's do it. And uh, anybody who's out there that is a patron, um, I already posted the link. Uh, let's see, Josh. Hey, how's it going? Okay, like the new time? Good. I think, uh, I think uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be the time. And I, and I like the fact it was weird. It was very strange to end a four-hour vodka stream. And it was 11 o'clock at night. That was very strange. Yeah, it was like interesting. Uh, it was about four hours and 16 minutes, but it was very like, what? This is like, really? We're actually ending right now? This is so weird. And so then I was able to just like, you know, drink some water, sober up, and just kind of like, you know, not just go go to my bed and crash. So at least, you know, there was that. So I'm, I'm actually liking the new time. Hello, Les Carpenter. What's going on? We got Mr. Fear Jason here too. So, but yeah, I think I uh, definitely dig in the new time. I think that's a it's a good it's a good time right there. So, but anyways, uh, hopefully you guys had a good Saturday. Mine was I try to be as I try to be productive today, but it didn't happen. Of course, never does. You always go like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this and this and this. I probably did about a third of what I wanted to do today. So, but hey, what can you do? It's fine. Watch some baseball, relax a little bit. Uh, I watched that uh, Legion of Superheroes animated film uh, on HBO Max. That was pretty good. It was all right. You know, it was interesting. Some interesting things happened in there, of course. But so I watched that today and uh, yeah, and just kind of uh, did a short because, yeah, all of a sudden we got this, uh, which I guess we'll talk about a little bit. I'll talk about it more, of course, on uh, on Monday's Film Junkie Live, because I'm sure more things will be coming about when it comes to casting of Superman and Lois, when it comes to Superman Legacy. So, yeah, that was all happening today. Good old Hollywood reporter. All right. Let's see. He's already got somebody backstage. Like I said, if you guys want to join, support... Link is provided, is pinned and everything. So if you want to do that, come on and chat for a little bit. It's fine. It's fine. We'll see uh, See how many people show up. But first off, we've got Eric joining right now. What's going on, sir? Hey, how you doing, man? Thought I'd give this guy a prop, more proper introduction than last time where he just showed up in the last one. R7D6, everybody. Nice. It almost looked like you were drinking out of it because it looks like there's a straw coming out of his head. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> 
I mean, of all the different like options they have at Galaxy's Edge, like a little like additions you can add on to your droid like there was like a, a little tray like how r2 has in the beginning of return of the jedi i remember but uh i was like nah i'm gonna go just bring some gadgets and stuff like a uh, blaster right here okay. yeah cool, cool stuff I like, the, I like the i like the uh, patriotic colors you put in that too so. yeah exactly hence r7d6 Makes sense. All right, we also got Phil joining, and we got RJ. What's going on, guys? Hey. hey uh, not much. Uh, yeah. How's your guys' this Saturday going? I've been in front of my Switch playing Tears of the Kingdom. That's, oh, that's pretty right. much been my day, too. I've been playing that game for about <laughs> 10 hours straight today. So So you guys needed a little break? Yes. Come yeah, on and chat for break, a little yeah. bit. I took a break. I went and got some groceries and stuff earlier. Yeah. I feel like I was, like, we were just talking yesterday. Deja vu. I know, it kind of feels like that, doesn't it, Phil? Doesn't right? it? A little bit. <laughs> right, now, drink wise, now, drink wise, I've got a, I've got yeah, stuff, drink. specifically Clan McGregor, a Scotch and soda, right here. Nice. Cheers. What do you guys? Do you guys drink anything? RJ, you don't really drink, do you? No, I don't. No. Yeah, you're not a drinker. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, not much of a drinker. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's like an- Enter, what is it? Oh yeah, Arizona. Oh, you found them, man! Remember when you yeah. couldn't find those damn things? Over oh, I was in, uh, so Pasadena? mad. Yeah, how to settle for Gatorade? That was very strange. I would have thought. I never would have thought that uh, Target was going to have Arizona iced tea. Yeah. Oh. On that, on that Friday, we had to. Uh, we were trying to find Arizona iced tea at Target, and no go. Yeah. Interesting. I, I didn't. I didn't think that would be surprising. I mean, obviously, Walmart sells Arizona all the time, but. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I just would have thought Target, too. I mean, it was a big Target. It had a grocery section, so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, anyway, the other thing consumption-wise, I told everybody I might have a little something. In this case, oh, exactly. I've been mean to do this for Patreon stream after Patreon stream ever since they announced it, but big New Yorker, everybody. You still have it going, huh? Yeah, they do. I mean, they're. T- I mean, I heard that they might be putting the um, – shelving it a little bit you know, to focus more on the affiliate cheesesteak but honestly look it's great to have it back look obviously 90s kids like me like there's we look at this with a lot of nostalgia so it was great to have it back like i i pretty much know the original like um commercials for it by heart like uh like uh like it's so big it's got three zip codes you need to find a roadmap to find your oh, way yeah, and all that. That. yeah all the good stuff yeah but anyway I thought, you know, just for, you know, my little, like, reputation uh, needs to be maintained on the stream. Ladies and gentlemen, I got, I decided to do some extra cheese and extra pineapple. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay, nice. yeah, yeah, I mean, you're not a, pi- <laughs> who, who else is a pineapple person here. Anybody? Oh, uh, yeah. No. Nope. I, I mean, I can't eat it. I mean, I don't mind it. I don't eat it, but Ugh. I'm just usually good. The only way pineapple works is if you mix it with ham. That's it. Like, that's uh, the only way that flavor works. Well, yeah, because you get the Canadian bacon on there too, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. You're gonna get a big New Yorker. You're gonna throw some freaking pineapple on there, Eric. Come on, it's a big New Yorker. They don't put that shit on there. I know, but like usually. Like the standard big New Yorker is like double pepperoni, and there's like regular pepperoni, and on top of it's got the uh, it's got the like old fashioned kind of like cup size, cup shape and all that. And I got that a lot, but I decided, you know what? It's the it's the Patreon stream. I I show up nuts, so let's get nuts. Let's 
Dead nuts. Well, I was going to say, I didn't think we were going to have much to talk about because it's been kind of a light news week with the writer strike and everything. Then It kind of, yeah. HR comes really? out. It's like, oh, okay. There yeah. we go. Well, I figured I had a free Saturday, and usually I try to do these on Saturdays. So um, so I was like, you know what? Why not? Just fire it up. Let's do it. We'll talk a little. I mean, obviously, yeah, it was a slow news. Even though today, you know, we got some news, which was kind of come out of interesting nowhere. rumors, you know, when it comes to uh, casting for Superman Legacy. Did you guys catch all that? I did. I did, yeah. yeah. Well, the funny thing was that there was, like, conflicting reports, but now, yeah. like, yep. headline was, like, in the rap were coming out saying, no, no, it's this and this, but then it turns out, actually, no, Hollywood Reporter is the one who got it correct, so. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say that uh, of all the people who were trying to play the game today, um, if anyone's to follow, it's Justin Kroll. Dude was the one who got to... Justin Kroll was the one who who basically followed the Robert Pattinson Batman casting. He got it mm. on the spot. If any, if, if there's anyone to follow in regards to casting, it's Justin Kroll. For I think he's deadline, but he was Variety for the longest time. He was, yeah. It, I mean, I, I, I don't trust him, Berta, though. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't he, he got into trouble this week for like spoiling the Fast X post credit scene, which I won't say what it is, but everyone's already covered <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, well then, if he was right, if he was right about Pattinson, who is he saying for Superman then? It, it wasn't necessarily who is just the it's two. Who, it's who is in the running, and it's between oh, okay, okay, okay. and Nicholas Holt. I yeah. Well, I gotta say, I gotta say, Nicholas Holt. Look, I'm, he's a good actor, I'm sure, but uh, I don't know. He doesn't have the chin. I mean, that's probably why he was turned down for Batman because he doesn't have the chin. So I gotta yeah. say. That's why I said, based on like the information that's now coming out, it seems like Hollywood Reporter might have slightly more up to date info, mm -hmm. because I guess like the casting grids are coming out, yeah. and it seems to point to they do want Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor, and they're basically going to have David Corn's what uh, screen test, which that okay. basically means he's like ninety percent most likely going to get the part. They just have to like see if he works with the other actors or not. So. Okay, so yeah, because I saw like the conflicting reports about like, oh, he's going for Lex Luthor, and then it's like, no, he's going for yeah. Superman. So if everything works out, apparently it will be Corrin Sweat as Superman and Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor. Lois okay. Lane's the one that nobody knows though. Yeah, there's like, and there's like a there's, like, there was, there's oh, a couple names. There's yeah, a, there was one, four. Samir Weaving, and then yeah. Rachel, oh, and there was oh. Emma McKay or yeah, Emma yep. McKay, and then um. Uh, Rachel Bronze or something. Brosnan. Yeah, Brosnan. I think that's right. And then, um, God, who was the other one? I forgot what the other one was. Yeah, but there was four names that they had in there. I don't know. I like I like Samara Weaving. Um, yeah, I'm the only one I really like. I mean, I assume then she's going to dye her hair because a blonde Lois might be going a little too far. I don't I really know. give a shit one way or the other. I don't know I if mean, they'll actually I care. Mean, uh, Lois Lane, uh, Amy Adams had red hair, so I mean, yeah. Well, but keep in mind, keep in mind, Lois was a redhead for a long time in the comics. So now Lana was blonde for a long time in the comics too. So I could see her as Lana, maybe, but yeah, I don't huh. know. That's the magic of CGI and all that. So <laughs> yeah, but again, no, whatever they do. Sure. I mean, like, I mean, what's her name? Um. Sydney Sweeney has dyed her hair, you know, she's usually blonde, but she's been brunette, so we'll see. Yeah, well, I was going to say, it seems like it is going to be uh, Corn Sweat as Superman. Are you guys familiar with him at all, or no? I haven't Not seen, I know he's been, he was in the, um, the X Pearl. movie or he whatever, was in Pearl. 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 Yeah. yeah. 
I haven't seen him in anything else, but the, the only thing I see when I see him is that's fucking young Henry Cavill. What the hell? It's just that, see, that's like a lot of the comments I've seen is that yeah. he looks either like young Henry Cavill or people want to be really mean. They say he's basically diet Henry Cavill. Oh, oh my Henry god! Light. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I mean, he looks like him. He does. He de- definitely does. I mean, and again, though, were... Henry Cavill looked like Superman. So it's yeah. like, I mean, yeah, we'll say. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, like the the favorite before these announcements, the favorite was that Wolfgang Nogovitz or something, but but he looked the part certainly. Yeah, I don't think he's in contention though, because like out of everyone that they're naming, he's not even on the radar. So I think it's yeah. that that ship has sailed. It seems like it's either Corn Sweat or one of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, but I haven't seen him like actually act. I've seen like I just see the pictures, and I'm like, okay. I mean, I see it. I even sent. Uh, I sent Steph like a picture, just a picture of him, and she was like, "Who is that? Possibly he looks like a Superman type." And I went, "Yep, apparently he's up for it." And then I was like, and then I sent her another picture. I was like, "Who does he look like?" And she was like, "Oh my god, he looks like Henry." Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was reading up on Corus, but apparently he's from like Juilliard, and he's been like in a bunch of acting schools and like uh, Broadway too, I think. So he's probably really good. I mean, yeah. Outside of the one movie everyone's seen him in, I mean, because the thing about Pearl is that that's the Mia Goff show, and he just plays one of the supporting roles, a big supporting role, but he's really just like not really. I don't know what the word for it is, like an accessory sort of or like set dressing. Like he's okay. there really to like help. Make me a golf shine. Sure. I still have to watch those movies. I keep on putting it on. Yeah, off. X and Pearl are like tremendous. I mean, they're they got so a, they got a third one coming out too, right? Yeah, yeah, vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, they're filming that right now, aren't they? Yeah, I remember seeing the pictures. Uh, the only thing I've really seen Maya Goth in was uh, the Infinity Pool, which that movie was batshit crazy and insane. I don't know if you guys saw that, but Isn't no, I didn't be in know, Blade. I heard about it. Huh. Isn't she, she going to be in Blade? Yeah, she's she going to be like the yeah. main baddie in Blade. Yeah. yeah, apparently Lilith, although there's two Liliths, there's one that's like the mother of demons, and there's one that's like the daughter of Dracula. So yeah. They don't really know which one. Yeah. Comics are weird. There's two Liliths. Comics, so comics many characters in comics. I know, that's why when people get all huffy-puffy about like when they like combine, either they'll like, you know, you have to figure out which character you want to use when there's so many that you can use. It's like, right. which one do you yeah. want to use? And, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't James Gunn say something about how one of the about how someone has already been cast? They said, yeah, yes. he said one person has been cast, but it's not necessarily a major role. Yeah, yeah. And he said not, not a, someone who's usually in the world of Superman. I'm, I'm guessing I was thinking his wife, and she was already she has some kind of. Well, part he put in there. the little the merman emoji, yeah. which that if you remember when Peacemaker was coming out, he would tag tweets with that all the time. So it's probably. Well, I don't know though because the merman thing played off in Peacemaker at the very end with the Justice League. So I know some well, people are saying Jason Momoa, but I don't think so. Well, not necessarily. Here's here's what I'm thinking that mermaid that mermaid thing might might be referring to is um. Frank, um, if you remember, like recently, when Frank Miller did that little project of Superman Year One, and um, it's like Superman's origin story, Frank Miller style, and he he brought in this mermaid girl, and he was making a reference to the it was this character that she was a Silver Age character, but she didn't really show up much after that. But in Silver Age and in Frank Miller's, she was his first, apparently his first girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I don't. I, 
Well, I doubt it's going to be something that I don't know. I just yeah. to me, it just seems like it's somebody from the Suicide Squad world. Oh, most likely. Like, That's I what mean, it feels seen, like. I mean, it could yeah. be Vigilante. It could be Harcourt. It could be Economos. I mean, it could be literally well, anyone. Yeah, it was funny so. because even when I did my short and I even had the screenshot underneath it, uh, somebody actually, you know, did that same emoji and then did a GIF of uh, of uh, Vigilante waving. Mm-hmm. And then apparently James Gunn liked that tweet. So then, of course, everybody started going like, ah! oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, Alex. Wasn't yeah, it was it? Alex Lobo. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I even made reference to it, too, because I was like, oh, cool. I can just screenshot and zoom down. And be well, like, Wait the a funny minute. thing How about, about Gunn's tweet, though, is that. For one of like this is I I took note of this like he didn't say it was wrong he just said he no. won't comment on it because he doesn't comment on actors auditioning because he doesn't think it's for the actors but he didn't say it was incorrect information so See, I'm like okay you, you bring up a good point here RJ because yes I would I noticed that too and I was gonna like talk more about the fact that yeah he didn't debunk like he's done other things and he just went hey listen guys. You know, this stuff's happening. I'm not going to say anything until it's like fully announced and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, yeah. So I think, I think that kind of gives a little some credence, or at least like somebody from that list is probably who he has. Correct. And has been talked to and at least has auditioned and everything. So, why wouldn't that? Mr. Droga showing up. What's going on, man? Hey, Dave. Hey, everyone. How's everyone doing? What are we talking about? Superman Legacy or something? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yes. what are we talking about what are we talking about droga yeah we're just talking about like uh the uh rumored uh front runners for superman and lois that that was released today by the Hollywood legacy we okay we know it's not logan lerman uh so no, no it's not no, logan no. lerman I, yeah that got debunked mm-hmm. a while ago i i still thought that was hilarious i was like gun what are you doing imdb before you fucking say that yeah that was a funny that thing to say it, yeah. even i'm like who doesn't know who logan lerman is <laughs> yeah. and even if you don't just a a quick imdb and you go oh yeah okay he was in maze runner okay you know he was in that keaton movie or was that another different guy he was freaking Percy Jackson before Percy Disney Jackson. bought it and rebooted. I'm thinking he was in Fury. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's so what just, you drinking, Axel? Uh, just Pepsi. He's uh, a cool. Pepsi guy. He yeah, gets high yeah. on Pepsi, man. Dude. Just that Pepsi well, I wanted to mention, too, real quick, too, because I almost forgot about this. The Hollywood Reporter article, I think, didn't it mention that the movie apparently, like, they're already casting for other heroes, too, to appear in the movie? Yeah, let's see. I did see. mention that, that the world that Superman's going to be in is already established. Mm-hmm. And my yeah. immediate thought with that is, is that I'm willing to put money down on this. Martian Ooh. Manhunter will be in the film. Hell yeah. Like, that character makes yeah. the most sense to be in there. Because I think it has to be characters that connect to, like, Superman in space. You know? Yeah. Sure, Maybe, yeah. uh... Hmm. Do you think Supergirl would show up, or is she gonna? Uh, be, well, I mean, she's, she's supposed gonna to show up later. Doing her own movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe post credit scene, or I, I mean, I know but, some were uh, speculating maybe you'd see like a Bruce Wayne cameo or something. Lois yeah. Lane reviews Bruce. Wayne I wouldn't mind maybe. that. Like, it could be. I, I have a feeling it's gonna be something like that Man of Tomorrow f- animated film. Like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Martian Manhunter show up. Like, yeah, there's a little Batman reference, and yeah. Because, like, yeah. the two surefire, because I, just like Axel said, I really think they're going to use Man of Tomorrow as kind of a template. So I'm like, I'm really thinking Lobo and Martian Manhunter in this movie. Lobo? I could be wrong. Lobo but... cast already? 
Most likely, they just won't yeah, say. Well, I don't know because that's the weird thing, right? Yeah. Like, because I think that they're gearing up for casting before Comic Con, so they're going to announce the cast at Comic Con. But I'm like, do you announce Jason Momoa's Lobo at Comic Con or do you wait? Because <laughs> I'm almost guaranteed that's what's happening, but you can't right. say it yet. By the Let's way, just say whoever is cast as Superman needs to yeah. stay off social media. So, well, you, that, that's already not think? happening because Corn sweats on Instagram. So, yeah. did you see Saggy saying that she wants you to retire already? No, it's think? it's a joke because technically I am retired because <laughs> I got busy over the past couple. Of, I, I don't really make much content anymore because I get too busy, but I can pop on. Yeah, it's all right. Saggy, she, she of course wanted to show up and just uh, give you shit for a little bit. I know, I know. She lurks everywhere I go. She she's a lurker. <laughs> she's a lurker. But anyway, I, could, I couldn't bring up uh, the me- the because she was been a member for four months. Which thank you, but I couldn't bring it up through Streamyard. So just wanted to make sure you caught that. <laughs> oh okay, I'll read that in a second. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, I'll look just, at it. It's fine, but um, yeah, you know, uh, I think yeah, I think that'd be smart for them to uh, you know already they're gonna have to expand that world, especially if uh, I mean and. and how are we feeling about the whole crypto thing? I mean, especially after seeing Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Well, I don't mind it. We to be honest, I, and yeah, I know there are some people that, you know, are just going to say, oh, it's just James Gunn's uh, formula. But I'm like, crypto's a cool character. Like, I don't mind. He was on Titans for a bit. He was, yeah. I didn't well, see the Well, the thing Super is, it's just Pets like, movie, how many sure. Superman movies have there been? Like, uh, you know, seven, eight, um, nine. Yeah, like, nine, you know, how do you differentiate six, it from what came before? Yeah, I exactly. Mean, crypto is like one of the easy pieces yeah. of, of Superman iconography you can throw and be like, look, it's different. You know, we got the dog. Yeah. That could sell pretty good too. And, you yeah. know, just don't have the dog talk. And, oh, um, and don't don't or if you do, or if you do, <laughs> yeah. just do a quick wink and a nod, give Dwayne Johnson a nice little paycheck and be on your way. You know? Yeah. I'll, yeah. Cause I was just going to say, I, I'm just curious who's going to voice him. Nah, I don't think they I, I, I hope they, I hope they don't get a voice for him. Yeah. They're, they're not going to. It'd be funny silly. if they did. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, like coming off of uh, Guardians, and naturally you have Rocket, who full on has a voice. But I mean, I don't know. I just I have think, them talk but, but like I mean, uh, have them talk like they did in Anchorman, where it's like, rrr, rrr. yeah, yeah it could be not. that. Yeah, what God. you pooped in the refrigerator? And it what? Whole wheel of cheese, Baxter. What are yeah. you doing? No, but I'm like, I, the, see, but but even like when you watch Super Pets, and you know. Um, when he's talking, it's not like it's for us to understand him, but the people around him can't understand him, you know? Like, all the wasn't it like that? Didn't they have that concept where like they can talk with each well, other? I mean, it was like a Stewie situation, I guess. Well, hold on. I, I, well, yeah. I'm pretty sure it doesn't like the Batman dog, like Kevin Hart's dog and Batman kind of talk with each other, like they understand each other. Well, yeah, yeah, all the all the animals talk with each other, but I don't think no, I mean, Batman and the dog talk with each other, don't they? Yeah, um, um, I think so. I don't. I don't know. Really remember. I'm trying to remember how that goes. I only saw it once. Yeah, but I, I mean, I I just thought it was like kind of like a, how a Family Guy has a Stewie, or they always right. kind of make it where like, do they understand them or they don't yeah. understand them? Come on, them? fat man. Yeah, do you understand me or what? Well, what I thought was interesting too, and someone I I forget the Twitter user, but someone pointed this out when like if you go way back to like when crypto was first introduced. The, they actually like made like the the idea of crypto be more like an emotional thing for for yes. Clark, because like having that dog around was like, and I think he said this to Lois and Lana Lang was like, 
I used to feel alone in a sense because like I felt like I was the only thing from my home world and now here's someone who shares <laughs> with me. You know? see? And, so you and can see, play up something like that if you want to. And I'm wondering if this is what Gunn, like when he had that, oh, when he had that bell go off in his head, which, you know, obviously we, we get, I mean, I remember William saying, I think last time he's like, oh, the bell that went off in his head was they gave him the title. I'm like, okay, I can understand. Maybe that's why he took on Superman. But then at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but still, you know, if there's some kind of fresh idea that he wants to implement when it comes to Superman, I think crypto and, you know, if we're going to have this story where there is a sense of loneliness that Superman has, I think, God, I mean, how many, how many, how many part strings can you like, you know, add that into the story where you have this, uh, you know, man and best friend. And I even said on Film Junkie Live, I was like, some of the best, I mean, look at the John Wick movie started with because somebody killed his fucking dog and we got four movies out of it. <laughs> Heck, <laughs> if you read Supergirl, yeah. uh, Woman of Tomorrow, yeah. the inciting incident of the whole story is something that happens to crypto. You know? Exactly. So, I, I haven't read yeah. it, but I remember Rebecca Johnson was telling me about that and she was like, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, okay, so it makes sense. I mean, I thought, My, like, okay, what's the fresh Do you guys, speaking fresh. of Supergirl, do you think they're going to keep Sasha Kaye as Supergirl? I don't know, man. That's the biggest question mark. Because and like if like even if she is popular, like I don't really see Gun. If Gun keeps her cool, but like I don't, I don't know if she if he will because I mean he didn't keep Henry Cavill. He gets a lot of backlash. <laughs> yeah, he got rid of Cavill, exactly. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If the movie pops off really well, I can see her sticking around as like in a multiverse capacity, as like a Power Girl, maybe you know. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, that's on the table to be honest with you Supergirl and though that, most likely yeah. not because I think he probably yeah. wants someone to match uh, whatever actor he picks I maybe think well, maybe I, I think Cruz. yeah I don't know I have no idea well, but honestly I think the Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow movie I think they're going to try and keep it as close to the com- Tom King comic as possible that's kind of where my mind's yeah. at with that as far as the whole super- this Superman movie I've been quiet for a reason I don't really have much to say <laughs> Well, of course. But I, I will say about about crypto, about the dog, I do find it, like, if they do bring him in, I think it will be very interesting to explore, okay, how do you deal with this dog who's Kryptonian? I mean, with this, with these Kryptonian abilities, like, I assume the dog's super strong or whatever, how does, how does a dog, like, it's hard enough for a person that has these Kryptonian abilities to deal with the world, but this dog, like if he, like if if he if you call him the dog and he runs into the door, then he'll smash through the door, for example. So it's yeah. it'll be interesting to see like how well trained is this dog off the bat? Uh, how do you how do you control this dog? <clears throat> yeah, that's what's going to be the interesting part, and I think uh, you know coming off Guardians and the fact that I mean the Rocket origin was so you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I know, I think all you guys probably saw it, right? Yeah, no, and that's what well, I, was I plan on seeing it tomorrow with my sister, so okay, okay. yeah, we won't, we won't go too in the spoilers, right. but I mean, you I know that it watching that movie, right? Yeah. To me, at least, as someone because again, I'm one of the weird people, okay? You I weirdo. liked Guardians 2 more than I like Guardians 1, which is weird oh, yeah, for a lot of people yeah. because, and I've always said this, it's because to me, I think that the villain was much better in two and that villain, like ego's presence in that movie elevated for me. I, 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 the whole storyline was so compelling. Yeah, I can see that because Kurt Russell is excellent. He is one of the, he is one of the best MCU villains, 
ever so far. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, too, like, the entire third act I thought was perfect. Like, what happened with Yondu and everything and, like, the whole yeah, Yondu the movie. I was like, that was really good stuff. I like the music and Yondu's sacrifice. That was... Yeah. 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 And then seeing this third movie, though, to me, at least, I'm looking at this third movie, like, each movie, I feel like you see Dunn become more confident as a filmmaker yeah. by the time we get to this oh, third Guardians movie. To I me, agree. I feel like it's the best of the three. And yeah. to me, at least, I think it's probably, it was a very strong movie and probably one of the best in a while from the MCU, honestly. Because uh, again, it has that emotional catharticness to it, that emotional weight to it. And mm. watching it, I'm like, yeah, I, I can feel good about him dredging Superman. You know, oh, yeah. I was already fine with it before, but watching the movie, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine with this. It, it gave me I, I a little more confidence. It. it gave yeah. me a little more confidence. And I think yeah. a lot of people felt that way. I saw a lot of tweets when people were posting about Guardians. And uh, even when I ran, ran my polls on, you know, both YouTube and Twitter, and mainly people said that they were more confident um, than ever. Yeah. You know? I mean, there are People I ask it, it's like it's as if the third movie shows James Gunn getting more mature as a filmmaker. Yeah, I would say it's more mature and more confident for sure. I mean, this yeah. third movie goes to a lot of dark places. It goes He's to a lot. Of, it covers a lot of themes. And yeah, are any of uh, Gunn's other movies like is super good? Like uh, yeah. you know that super. It's very, it's indie-esque, it's, but it's good. I liked there's, it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's what other movies has he done? I know he produced uh, Bright Liver, uh, which there's yeah, one I scene. Pretty, pretty there's pretty one pretty scene pretty. in particular for Super that will not age well, given what happened to him professionally. <laughs> that, yeah, Dave, Dave's yeah. laughing because he knows exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I was going to mention that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's some aspects of Super that haven't aged yeah. well, not just because of that whole thing, but also too just... That yeah. movie yeah. definitely reeks of like basically different version of Kickass. Pretty it much, right? yeah. It's kind of yeah. Kickass-esque, yeah, but it's way. It's more... Kickass, not the. Fun. Oh my god, it came out the it's same year. It's <laughs> Kickass with like, I don't even know if I'd say a lower budget, but like a, a less utilized. Yeah. But I don't know. But, but no, I mean, it, but I liked it. I mean, that's why, like, when people just have seen the Guardians movies and they just think, and then I'm just like, you know, it's kind of funny too because um, <clears throat> I was actually in a group chat and somebody um. Doesn't like gun at all. With mentioning how, like, uh, I think there was some kind of report that came out that said that uh, our James Gunn said it in a press junket that he would get uh, Kevin Feige would be like, "Hey, here's Spider Man script. Give me some notes on it. Yep. You know, or here's the Doctor yep. Strange script. Give me some notes." And mm-hmm. he's like, "See, they're all like just like it's all like a one brain thing and blah blah." blah. And I'm like, "Wait a minute." Um, so if that's the case, should we thank James Gunn for the Infinity for Infinity War because that was all oh, that was excellent. <laughs> well, well, that's I don't know if you guys caught this, but during the Guardians three um, press junket, he talked about when he was making the first Guardians, they told him you have to come up with like the storyline yeah. for like the Infinity. He Stones. was laughing. He's like, okay, right. yeah. And then, like he spent like an hour coming up with the story. It's like, all right, here half. you go, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really care about this, but here you go. So then I was like, okay, so we could thank James Gunn for So you basically you're saying we should thank James Gunn for Infinity War, which is, in my opinion, one of the best MCU movies. And I'm like, I don't know, you're not really well, giving me good too, And then all of a sudden, and, well, and, but then it was funny too because then somebody else said like, as opposed to what when it was Whedon, <laughs> and they were like, oh yeah, you might yeah. not want to back I've, up what came I've, before. 
I found it ironic because Whedon did a lot of the punching up on the phase one stuff, and it sounds like Gunn did some punching up on phase three. And if you look at Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, if you look at the humorous moments of that of those movies, yep, absolutely. Well, that that was the thing because if you remember uh, when it came to Whedon when they brought him on for the first Avengers, now such a big movie, he was basically next in line to run the MCU because if you'll remember. He really did mo- most of the punching up for Phase 2. I don't know if you guys remember this, but when Thor The Dark World was having trouble uh, with the reshoots, they, got him in they there. basically yeah. got on their hands and knees and asked Joss Whedon to film some of the reshoots, uh, which is where they included, remember, remember that, that uh, scene yeah. where Loki oh. turns into Captain America? Oh, yeah. That was filmed by Whedon. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, that yeah. Part, so yeah. and yeah, he, right. he gave notes on each of the Phase 2 movies leading up to Age of Ultron. That's why when he got to Age of Ultron, he was so burnt out creatively a little bit, because yeah. he's like, First, you're telling me I can't do all this. You're interfering with what I want to do with this movie. And then, like, I just had to fix all your other movies, this phase. Except for Winter Soldier. I don't think you touched that one. But yeah, which so. shows. But, uh, well, this is, which is why I love Age of Ultron, because it nearly broke him. So. Yeah. We got somebody else coming in. Somebody else, and I don't think it hasn't been here yet, but uh, we got Brad. Oh, hey, Brad. Brad. I, hey, Brad. I, I, I always feel like I'm saying your name wrong. Am I saying it right? Hey, Brad. Uh, Brad? Brad, Brad Coran? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. it, it can be either you know Karen or Korean. I've heard it you know both ways. Like this. I don't really split hairs about that. Okay, Tamina. Why? Thanks for joining, man. Appreciate yeah. it. And, and uh, Phil, thank you. Also, I got a little bit of a shout out last night in the vodka stream for uh, kind of something I posted. So I did kind of a, a give a little bit of some of the conversation about that. You write Which good stuff. That? Which one was that? Oh, that was uh, some of the BBS discourse and. Yeah. Uh, okay. I posted something about uh, it's been seven years we were talking about this movie mm. nonstop, and uh, it definitely brought out some of the pitchforks and torches. And uh, one certain individual in particular, I'm a little shower me nameless, but Phil knows what I'm talking about, uh, <laughs> who really delights in trolling the fandom, decided to jump in there. And uh, I just kind of said my piece and uh, left it at that. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, some of the comments on Brad's thread just. It, it just goes back to what we've been talking about for the last week. People really just have no shame in just shedding. Like whenever Zack Snyder says something that is pertaining to his art, people automatically just have to jump on and yeah. pile on and say some oh shit. Like I've this individual just is notorious for this. If you've seen it, if you've seen this individual who's again, will remain nameless, but <laughs> yeah, just, just look on Brad's thread and see yeah. any and, and 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 just see how many times Brad had to say refer to my refer to the above comment. Yeah, and, he, and even beyond BVS, like even beyond BVS, are we still at that whole? Are we still at the discussion where we're talking about um, about you know? Oh, how dare Clark? You know, smash up that guy's truck after all the crap he was given the girl. Apparently yeah, we and even though it's a kind of a homage to action comics where he lifts up that car. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was on a Discord server the other day, and I'm not going to name the server, and because you know, I just out of respect for it's a popular comic book channel. and um, But uh, there were some people who just hate Zack Snyder. They were like, this guy is a man-child. He won't stop teasing his fans. You know, this guy is just... and. Yeah, I'm just like, oh my god. You do know people who have worked with Zach say the nicest things about him. I'm assuming yeah. that's kind of related to some of the stuff he said at Full Circle about uh, 
Yeah, the Robin stuff, I'd love to tell you more, but I don't want to spoil it. So I'm, I, was, I was assuming that would probably you know, inspire a little bit of a backlash. So I'm, I'm guessing well, that's what that was going to be. I'm just, just curious though. I'm just curious, those people calling Zach a man-child, I'm, I'm curious uh, whether or not they are Joss Whedon fans, just saying. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's oh they probably are. are. Yeah. Either that think... or Jeff Johns fans or yeah, Jeff Johns the same fans people probably. who think, oh, there should More be than likely... Black Panther. You know, it's interesting, too, you mentioning Joss Whedon fans because I, I know a number of people, both friends and coworkers, who I should are, or I should say were, big Joss Whedon fans, you know, big fans of Buffy and... Uh, Angel and a lot of his prior work and also his everything he did with Avengers and I don't know if this is anybody else's experience but you know since everything's kind of come out about him you know, the, the, as far as the stuff on Justice League and his past uh, conduct with his cast and crew it, it, in my in my experience or, or interacting with a lot of weed and OGs I mean you think Snyder fans are mad at him I don't think I've encountered anybody who's really is really has has as much What's the word I'm looking for? Who really hates hit Whedon's guts more now than Whedon OGs? Yeah, true. true. And like it, it people is- who say, "Oh, Ray Fisher is a liar. Josh Whedon is innocent." And I'm like, "Okay, but what about uh, Gal? Too- what about everyone? <laughs> yeah. The good old yeah. Jody. <laughs> what about that?" Yeah, no, it's. Um, <laughs> I think like yeah, it, it is interesting because I still remember even when, when uh, we were hearing that Josh Josh Whedon was going to be coming on to help with the reshoots. And, and you know, like I before that, report- he, oh, sorry, to, sorry to cut you up a bit, but like he, he was reportedly meant to do a Batgirl movie, which yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, going to do a Batgirl movie, and but I remember just hearing that, and I remember trying to be as optimistic as possible. I'm like, yeah, hey, it's Joss Whedon. He did the Avengers movie. If Zach is wanting him to come in, but and that's what they reported was, oh, Zach wanted right. him to come in, but Zach had nothing, nothing to do. Yeah, with it was a lie. It being reported that they, they were they were close friends. That it was yeah. Yeah. Zach and Joss were good and friends. And what was like, it? You know, you had yeah. Ray Fisher, like, saying at Comic-Con, you could just see the look on his face, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He well, chose Jason Momoa in that video. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Momoa was like, not, he was just looking straight like, oh, God, this is horrible. <laughs> He's like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I also, I also remember that at that time where it's like, where people were, oh, I remember when, uh, Campia was like talking about was defending the whole idea, and then people were people who were following him in the his chats were saying, uh, uh, John, um, these guys are very different style. And he's like, Oh, come on, that's no big deal. You got the visual style of a Zack Snyder, and you got the, the dialogue and character of a Joss Whedon. How could you go wrong? And it's like, their their scenes are going to be completely different, dude. But, you I, know. I'll, I'll talk to it myself saying that you know, oh, I fuck. was uh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, I just found the first boss in uh, Tears of the Kingdom. That, oh. That's one. <laughs> I was like, what happened? I heard, oh, it is a oh. big, giant, flying icicle centipede thing, and I have no <laughs> fucking clue what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this I was reading about that earlier. Well, Ooh. I was just gonna weigh on on the whole BBS discourse thing. Cause I yeah, just like yeah, to rely on. I'm I'm very quiet on it because uh, I try not to stir the pot or like say the wrong thing. Because oh sure, no no reason being <laughs> no, know, reason know, being is because uh-huh. I, I'm very sad to say I'm not one of the people who particularly care for that film. Exactly. I respect it. I respect what Zach do was not going acknowledge for. that it is the Empire Strikes Back of comedy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. another thing I respect. Right on, the thing is, is like it's weird for me. <laughs> 
because I'm in a weird position, right? Because I liked Man of Steel, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, BVS, I don't particularly care for, but then I love Zack Snyder's Justice League. So I'm like a weird part with like that middle chapter for me. It's just like, I don't vibe with it. But yeah. here's the thing, right? Yeah, it's all good. How many years has it been since it came out? Seven. Seven? seven? Okay, like seven years You're removed. not the seven. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? I like, know. Like, here's exactly. my thing. Like, I feel I, like the a lot of it's the media's fault, I feel like. Because they know it gets it's, easy clicks from people it's who the like, lost really Jedi want to defend the movie. Yeah, it's the it's it's a lost Jedi kind of thing. It's just like you either people, love it or you hate it, and it, well, you either love it or you hate it. And the media, I feel like, perpetuates like the BS because they like either do clickbaity articles to attract like the most fervent hate- haters or the most fervent defenders. And I'm just well, like, we're seven years removed from this movie. It's like if you like it, great. I love hearing people talk about it. We were doing totally fine with Captain Cold to sat distancing us from BBS for years with no Superman on screen at all. Yeah, right? I mean, it, it, it just it just baffles me because I'm just like, my whole thing is, it's like, because I've grown in maternal law because like, God, how old was I when I saw that movie? Seven <laughs> years ago. Like, I was like six, 17, 16 when right. I saw that movie, right? Young buck. I know, young buck, right? <laughs> And, like, I probably wasn't the most mature about it when it first came out. It's like, I saw the Ultimate Edition. I'm like, oh, this is better. There's yeah. still some things yeah. in there I don't really love, but I can appreciate what it's going for a lot more. Yeah, well, well basically, what, what I found interesting at first was, like, all right, first off, okay, so I think it was the Direct, DCU Direct, that posted the article first with the yeah, quote. That's right. And I'm, just, I'm like, oh, wait, this is a week and a half after the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. first they released that Steppenwolf clip. Yeah, but like it was just kind of like what we were talking about at the beginning, RJ, is like the fact that there was a slow news week. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of why they're like, hey, let's let's go back and start looking through all this uh, full circle Zack Snyder footage and let's get some good quotes. And then they didn't even do a good job of reporting what they said because they said like Q&A. And then it was like funny because... On Wednesday, I was trying to find exactly where it was because I wanted to show the actual thing. And I'm like, where the hell is this question in the Q&A? And it wasn't the Q&A. It was during the commentary with Rebecca Johnson. And then she had to find it for me because she knew where it was at. And then I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, so you weren't even asking a question. They made it seem like it was was just... It's just so weird. And then other, of course, blogs did the same thing. And they'd never really linked it to the actual video, which I always hate when they do that. It's like you yeah. have the source like right there, yeah. easy to link. I know you could easily do that. Why didn't you do that? And, uh, you know, it's just it was just some misinformation when it came to that. But then obviously when people are saying like, oh, yeah, well, you know, in my eyes, you just, you know, when, when it came to Batman and Superman uh, taking on each other, you know, you didn't execute it correctly. It's like, okay, well, in your eyes, it wasn't for you. He executed the way he wanted it to. You didn't like yeah. how he did it, which a lot of people didn't. And, you know, that's perfectly fine. But it's just, I think, like, some of the, disc, a lot of the discourse I saw was people just, like, um, not, like, thinking that his um, quotes were just, like, uh, he sounded kind of sounding arrogant and just kind of pointing the blame at them. Or something wow. like that. I don't know. I think it's just that's what I it seemed like. Well, when I saw the, the but here's the thing, right? Like, even as because, again, I, I come into this as someone who doesn't really like I don't hate the movie like I once did. I appreciate I like as I like the Ultimate Edition. It's a much like better film. But that's the thing, right? Like, it's been like seven years. Like, exactly. he, like the choices he made are the choices he made as a filmmaker. I respect the fact that he made the movie on his terms, whether or not I love it or enjoy it or think it's like I think it was the perfect 
uh, first, because again, I think what it comes down to, and this is what a lot of people kind of, I feel like, overlook, is that there's so much emotions tied into that movie specifically, because Zach was the first filmmaker to make the quote-unquote dream movie. He yeah. was the guy who got to make the first movie where Superman and Batman teamed up and fought each other. He did the death and there's of a lot of emotion yeah. for that for people, because they're like, you didn't do it this exact perfect way, yeah. and you ruined the first time. That, that's where yeah. the emotion comes in, is because like you were the first to do it, and to their eyes, he blew it. Which I don't yeah. think he blew it. He's made the movie that he wanted to make. I mean, I don't understand how you can say he blew the opportunity. He made yeah. the movie he wanted to. Even as someone who may not enjoy it or like love it, I respect the fact that he made the movie he wanted to, right? And like that's the thing. It's just like there's a lack of maturity, I think, on both sides, where I feel yeah. like Mostly from the hater perspective at this point, because like nowadays it's like people just talk about it because they like it, and that's fine. Yeah. Like, I I don't understand how seven years later you could be like still hating on it to the point of where like you want to demean people who enjoy it. That, that's what gets oh my god. Me. There's this one Batman Beyond fan on Twitter, and oh my god, he will not shut up about BVS. That's his mo. <laughs> to add yeah. to that, some of the comments I got when, on the post that I made. Um, because I made the, my comment was we're still talking about it seven years later with this kind of passion, you know, that may, she maybe tell you something about its longevity. And so many of the comments I got were things like, well, yeah, we're still talking about Catwoman. We're still talking about Batman and Robin. We're still talking about, you know, uh, uh, not like that. Really there the are many people talking about Catwoman. I'm sorry. The only thing people are bringing up with Catwoman is that Cat is that Halle Berry looks hot in the outfit. But again, to, well, to that point, though. Too. The reason I think we talk about it so much, or at least the online discourse is, is because I'm going to compare it to Last Jedi again. For whatever reason, Batman v Superman and The Last Jedi are like those two focal points in entertainment discourse that we can look back on. It's like, whenever this released, it fundamentally changed the way online discourse works. Yeah. I don't know why it was those two movies in particular, <laughs> but they both did things differently. In BVS's case, it was how fans and the media interact with each other. And then when it came to The Last Jedi, it was more so like how fandoms collide, sort of, and like yeah. the, just the like yeah. filmmakers yeah. versus fans. That makes sense. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just say, like, a lot of the people who are talking about BVS, about hating on BVS, uh, they all seem to miss the fact that when the Ultimate Edition came out, a lot of the critics that dumped on the, the theatrical cut, they saw the Ultimate Edition, and what did they do? They apologized to Zach. I remember uh, Schnepp. I mean, Schnepp, yep. yeah, he. I remember watching like that night, like because he was lucky enough to go see it on the big screen when they had like those. Uh, it was like a one night screening. I remember I tried to get, I tried to uh, get that screen, and I didn't get it. But I remember that night he went live. I think with uh, his group. And he basically like did a 180 flip. He was like, I actually really like this movie. And I didn't like it, the theatrical, but he said that he just absolutely was like, right. he was like I and that goes back for, into it too, yeah. where just yeah. how royally they screwed up. Because again, even as someone who doesn't love the movie, if they had released the ultimate edition first, yeah. I guarantee you yes. the reaction would not have been as volatile or angry as it was. Because it, I think more people like there still would have been people who didn't like it, obviously, but it would not have been like the overwhelming hate, you know. Exactly. And it probably would have made the billion. You think? 
Oh, maybe would have been close. Yeah. There's yeah. also line too at the at the end of when um when Batman goes to confront Lex Luthor in the in the prison cell. Um, I remember showing it to a friend of mine. Um, she's a she's a big Batman fan, and uh, not not a BBS fan even post uh, Ultimate Edition. But there was one uh, element of that that I knew you would really bring a smile to her face that was not in the theatrical cut, and it's he's about to brand Lex and Lex is like I know who you are, and Batman says you know, yeah that's why we we have facilities that treat people with kindness, but you're going to Arkham. <laughs> as soon as that line dropped, I mean, she was just all smiles about that. I knew yeah. it, it, and it's just, it's a small touch like that. And I think as David, something you pointed out on prior streams is that uh, one in particular, it's another small part where um, it's showing um, when Batman, uh, yeah, yeah, there, exactly. <laughs> when it's showing the security footage, and it's such a brief moment, but it gives you all you need to know about how he got the kryptonite. Yeah, and they cut out the scene where, uh, well, um, Gina Malone's character, the scientist, yeah. um, finds out that the wheelchair was made out of lead. Yeah, and we're real quick. You no, know it's funny. I remember That's about Gina particular... Malone's character. I remember when Gina Malone was rumored and actually heavily confirmed to be Batgirl. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody thought she was either Oracle or Babs or something. You know, they I were really she was version. for a while. You thought she was who? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, somebody from the uh, that she's from Smallville. the Flash universe. Uh, yeah, Smallville. Oh yeah, her. Yeah, but I remember yep. that we're talking about. She was. Uh, there was a character from, ah, from the from Flash's world. I forgot what the name was. People were thinking it was her. Maybe that's who it actually was. I don't know. I, I always forget what her character's name actually was. But I think she's Jenna Clyburn. Jenna Clyburn. Yeah, so and she's shouldn't she work? Yeah, didn't she part of she worked at Star Labs? Yeah, so the funny story, too, about Jenna Malone. Um, before in 2015, before uh, about this is August 2015, before BDS came out, uh, Buddy and I we actually took a trip to Tampa Comic Con and she was giving a panel there, so I got to see her talk about that. She was also talking about uh, you know, like Sucker Punch and uh, this is asking the last hunter games coming out. And uh, it was so funny because she had to tiptoe around. She couldn't really, you know, she couldn't say who she was. And, of course, at that point in time, we didn't know if she was going to be you know, cut out and then put back in. Um, but she, ha- she had, obviously, a lot of things to say about Zach, you know, working on Sucker Punch. Of course. And, uh, she was, uh, it was a real pleasure to, you know, get to you know, see her at that panel. She's what was, somebody, somebody made, an really aw- uh, made a really awesome concept art of hers, Batgirl. Yeah. using it. Yeah. For I mean, somebody like they they took like you know the material that uh, that they used for the bat suit and made and <clears throat> designed with in concept of a Batgirl costume, which was darker, but it still had the same texture and everything. When it came to, it was so cool. I was like, oh man, how awesome is that? Yeah. I mean, I mean just goes to show because people knew that because she was in Sucker Punch, they thought, hey, is that hey, Zach's gotta cast her in another action role, right? Yeah, I don't know she's well, she in yeah. And I remember there was like speculation for like um uh, a Hal Jordan being in Batman vs. Oh, Superman. Yeah. Like, yep. uh, like there was this actor that... named Dan Amboyer who was yeah, like, I know. Who was like I a... made that joke. I made that joke uh, to Joey who was sitting next to me. I was like I was like Green Lantern, Green Lantern's coming yep. up because you know you see him in that, that drone sequence and all you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, you know what? And it was funny too because I remember when that was all rumored and people were talking about it. And then that, you know, the actor, just like Sam Benjamin, also did the same thing. When you, you know, you lean into it. That's gonna hey, if it's gonna help your career, I don't mind you doing it. But then it's like I mean so once you I find mean, out that you're not, then it's like everything just kind of goes, All right, boop, boop, yeah. we're done, you know. 
Didn't he but, voice Harry uh, Lennox? I mean, isn't it? I mean, isn't yeah, that basically yeah. what Harry Lennox did with the whole like Martian Manhunter thing? Didn't he basically lean into it, and that did lead to him being Martian Manhunter? No, I think he was. I think uh, the way that it kind of played out was. It was not in Man of Steel. They did not. He was not Martian Manhunter in Man of Steel. But then there was the fan theories that started coming about when they were yeah, making the theory, yeah. When he was making PBS, then they were like, maybe we should kind of, you know, like Zach said, yeah, maybe that's that's a pretty cool idea and stuff like that. Yeah. But you when know, it came also, to those, when it came to Sam Benjamin and 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 Dan and Boy or whatever the heck, I mean, when when people were thinking that they were doing it, they were just like, all right, I'm gonna post some green images of myself. I'm going to try, you know, they, I mean, they really leaned into it, but, you know, going back to Harry Lennox real quick, uh, yeah, because you should mention that, you know, because Zach has said that was a fan theory that he picked up and ran with, um, and, you know, watching Man of Steel in the lead up to full circle, this may sound a little tinfoil hat, but I do slightly question whether Zach is kind of pulling our leg on that, because look at some of the, um, you know, the, when when uh, Swan went first uh, appears in the movie, when he's you know is in his uh, with that science is classified behind him and kind of those early scenes, yeah. you know, look at a lot of the framing of him. He's got kind of like almost like that Matrix green tint on yeah. the light on him. So. Yeah, the green tint. Yeah, I know. You never know with Zach. You never know with Zach. I mean, like like I said, I mean, you would have like just going back to when he was uh, like when somebody says that he. He uh, teases his fans or teases too many things with his fans. I mean, yeah, when he was talking about, like, the Joker stuff and he didn't want to give too much away, and it was just like – so then it just leads people to think, like, okay, what what is going to be happening? I mean, to me, I'm just like – I think he's always leaving that story open for a book or anything like that, you know, or, you know, just to, just to have – like, Yeah, and honestly, and I've brought this up that, look, if he does do the graphic novel route, great, with all the Dalek and all that, like, fans could <laughs> – do like an audio drama of it with you know actors and all that, or maybe he could eventually in the in the future. I mean, I think the bigger takeaway with the stuff that he, um, um, you know, kind of the teasing that he did a full circle. The, the main thing I kind of took away from that is that um, it, not even there's any kind of particular sort of uh, route or apparatus or any you know, road he's immediately taking, or if there's any kind of deal link. I'm kind of I was just kind of looking at that more as like he's still. He still wants to be in the story. He's still yeah. leaving that. Uh, even those that's that's where I, like when 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 I have to deal with like you know that you know that loud side of the fandom that accuses me of saying oh you're part of the move on community or whatever the fuck I'm like when have, I, when have I ever yeah. said move on first off and then I'm just I just kind of go like all right look I I'll, I've even said this many times I'm like Zach has not moved on sure he's moved on to something else that he's doing and i'm in great and i'm actually more looking forward to that now after all the madness and the fact that we got the snyder cut i'm good I'm, I'm i'm okay with that if we get more fine but the fact that we got the snyder cut was just like the biggest w i thought when it came to the whole community and, I uh, so wait, hold on uh well it's like when i um when it came to uh, people saying like, okay, he's, you know, when they say he's moved on, I'm like, he's never moved on because he loves these characters so much. And I'm like, you know, there's always a possibility of him coming back and doing something, whether it could be, you know, another live action thing, or it could be an animation thing, or it could be a comic book thing. I mean, we know that Zach wants to dip his fingertips in all kinds of, uh, of entertainment and arts. And he's doing that, of course, uh, over at Netflix with animation and with, uh, he's going to have a freaking Rebel Moon video game, for God's sakes. I mean, he's putting his fingertips in all of that. So, 
I, I'm not going to ever say that he will not come back and do something with these characters that he has always said that he loves so much. So yeah. I hate it when I get that, you know, oh, yeah, he's moved on. I'm like, no, cool. he's just gone on to another thing. He's a clown chaser. He's, he's just an alcoholic YouTuber. I'm like, oh, God, shut up. That's what I hear. <laughs> I will say this. Good for you. I, I, I do to an extent, in a way, you can kind of understand why people link you to the whole move on thing. Like when, whenever like someone brings up, why not bring it back? And you, and you say, well, why would he come back to this? Yeah, there's that too. I mean, I mean, I always said like, uh, you know, why would you want, especially when before, before the new regime, before Zaslav came in and Discovery came in, I was like, why would you want him to come back to this madness? It's still fucked up. They're still walking yeah. on, on Emmerich. They're all still there. Why would you want him to come back? And then when it finally changed, I was like, okay, maybe he could do that. And then when J James Gunn came back in, I was like, hey, now we have an even a bigger opportunity. But then all those people are like, no, fuck James Gunn. We don't yeah. like him. I'm like, what are you thinking here, guys? Seriously. It's almost like they want to move on if James Gunn's in charge. Well, like how, I mean, to kind of, you know, you know similar related topic, I mean, how, coming off of a sort of, like, is that your, like, is that your R2-D2 guy going there, Eric? Yeah. Okay. I was wondering what that noise was. But I was thinking somebody else was trying to talk and I was interrupting. No. So sorry about that. Um, okay. But, Again, coming off a of full circle, I, one of the, another one of the big things to really you know, spring out of that was like, I mean, how rad was that to see Marv Wolfman tweet about, I want to yeah. see this Batman versus Deathstroke. Oh, and, and that was great. And like, yeah. you literally had people in the comments telling the creator of <laughs> yeah. Deathstroke that he's not a Batman villain. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah, that whole thing. Why oh, that is the most childish thing ever. Oh, yeah, but he's allowed to fight Green Arrow. Yeah, I'm very curious if those people would have said the same thing about, say, Wilson Fisk were being a villain. The fact that he's both a villain for Spider-Man and a villain for uh, for Daredevil. Well, there was a little bit of that when Justice League came out. Steppenwolf's not a Justice League villain. Uh... Yeah, and yet they don't complain about oh. Uh, Starro isn't a Suicide Squad villain. Well, Ross Al Ghul is the villain on Green Arrow Season 3. Yeah. <laughs> and Damian Dark like, in Season they're 4. They're DC villains yeah. that they can fit within a story. Fuck it. Let it, let it, let it, let it go. Let it, let it go through. I mean, that's the thing. And I know when people are saying that Deathstroke is not a Batman villain, but I'm like, but I mean, like, but how many times has there has that been the case where they had a showdown with each other? I mean, my God, that Arkham footage was at Arkham uh, Origins, right? Arkham Origins. <laughs> yeah, right. when 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 you see that footage of them fucking fighting, it's like, how would you not want to see something like that live action? I mean, I mean, yeah. they want to see it, but like, if 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 Zach's involved, then they're like, oh. and didn't yeah, that have been? Didn't yeah. that also the, the the Batman versus Death? I think that also came out the same year as the Dark Knight Rises. So, and, and think about the fact that that fight scene is better than any of the fight scenes in Dark Knight Rises. It's better than it all like the fight seasons in the Dark Knight trilogy altogether, let's yeah, face yeah, it. Yeah, as much as, as, as beautiful as that, that trilogy is, you know, the fight choreography yeah, the fight was never the strong side when it, when it came to yeah, yeah. Nolan. Like EBS, that was our best yeah. Batman fight scene, was that true? Yep. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah, that's absolutely, I mean, but yeah, I, but I, but I, I, pre, I love the fact that he, um, that he uh, came out and said that. And of course, you know, I mean, Ben, I, I mean, I mean, obviously that's not going to probably happen. I mean, I always, I was thinking like, man, how awesome would it have been? Like, uh, 
if there was conversation of doing an Elseworlds. And that, but then there's like that that would be like he had another Batman movie, and they already have two Batmans that are going to be like moving yeah. forward. So they have Which another one. Like, like wait until after um, Matt Reeves has concluded his Batman um, storylines, his story arc with uh, and his his franchise essentially, and then we can start talking about maybe back like doing his thing or whatever. Is still too. There's Man, also because you know, I've been on a few uh, streams of the William Powell Sci-Fi Center, and I know he's been on here previously. Yeah. He's uh, and you know, he's very much of the he calls it re- resolve the Snyderverse is kind of his preferred way to put it. And um, um, you know, one of the um, one of the uh, ways he's kind of uh, you know, put in, I lose my train of thought here all of a sudden. I don't know why that happened, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you used it after a while. Huh? <laughs> you get used to it after a while. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, yeah, it might have been R two D two beep in there that got me off track. R seven, R seven, R seven D six. Get it? Because he's red, white, blue. No oh, so district. Yeah. Anyways, um, DC. Yeah. Anyways, but um, now what were we saying? Okay, so you're basically said what you were saying like um, I don't know. I think yeah, lost I lost it. Right. I'll get it back. I'll, I'll, I'll okay. chime in when it comes back to me. It's like, I'm in the middle of talking and just leaves. What the hell? It, it happens. It happens. Don't worry. It happens to I'm me. Too young but... to be Alzheimer's. Well, I, I, I wasn't sure where you're going. It's all yeah, good. It'll come back. It'll come back. It'll come back. Damn no, it, but bro. I mean, like, um, uh, when it comes to Ben Affleck and you know his Batman. I mean, if if we could still get that story. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. There you go. I got you back. I got uh, you back. I was going to bring up also. This is the point he's made about the Flash, which of course that has a uh, you know um, it's introducing the multiverse. It's introducing. Uh, all these different variations of his characters. Ben Affleck. This will be the first time we've seen him theatrically as Batman since um, um, since BBS. I'm not going to mention that other movie, but uh, <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and he's made the point, um, and he's made um, you know on here with you, Dave. Uh, you know, the Flash being kind of wild card with it being so steeped in the Snyderverse, with it being such a basically like a Flashpoint style retelling of Man of Steel. What happens if you're in a situation where that these characters and these um, the trappings, you know, the Zack Snyder the trappings of it, but if that really resonates with people, then what do you do in that situation? How do you accommodate that? And so I think that is a fair point to bring up in terms of like, well, what, what would, could, would we want to do something uh, further with Ben Affleck or with Zack Snyder's story or you know, anything like that? And uh, and as you've also kind of mentioned, uh, you know, I think probably from the information you've heard, you've said really the Flash is you know, you know, is in a lot of ways really more preserving the Snyderverse to, yeah. you know, be revisited at, at, a, at a different point. And the thought I've had on that is like, well, what's the point of preserving it if you're not going to go back to it? So exactly, I think uh, I think there's a, there's a good possibility that it could go back to it at some point. Um, you know, that's why I'm never ruling anything out. I mean, I, we've talked about it too. It's like, if there's ever like a crisis thing that they lead to, and you never know, I mean, then we could get a Cavill Superman, a cow, you know, and everybody back, even though we have like another group, you know, you know, it just could get to that point because I mean, it, it sounds like the flash is going to be something pretty special. I mean, I, I just, I keep, I mean, Jaden Smith, everybody, Jaden Smith. I saw that. that. Apparently he's doing the Tom Cruise thing now. Yeah, Apparently everyone it... in the world has seen this movie except for <laughs> us. normal people. Yeah. Wild. Us, yeah. The us normies have yet to see this, but uh, yeah, Jaden Smith said it changed his life. Well, you know, what? He said it, yeah. he, he said, said it was it like the best life. movie ever or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Which is okay. Yeah. You know what? But hey, anything helps. I mean, 
the Tom Cruise thing is still a little weird to me because it's like, I mean, is there footage? Is there like, what is he? Is anybody gonna? Someone's got to ask him that, like on the on the red carpet of Dead Reckoning or something like that. He said that because he's you know he's in the Speed Force. We're very seasoned as his version of Iron Man out there. Clearly, Uh, (laughs) that's what it is. I I hope it ends up working out for like the. publicity wise like for the movie's box office sake because i would really hate for like so much hype for this and the movie just because i don't know if you guys saw but uh transformers rise of the beast is only projected to like for 30 to 40 million yeah, and i'm like it's not projecting well yeah it's not projecting well my and my thought is because i don't think it's a marketing issue because the marketing for that movie has been really good i think yeah it it's the issue I think of there is just... yeah, yeah. Just, just real quick i was gonna say there's just way too many movies coming out in june Way too many, yeah. and people have to be very selective with the money that they spend. It wasn't Guardians yeah. three? Also, I think people are just sorry. I think people are just sick and tired of the Transformers saga now. Like, uh, like they were burned out with all the Michael the Michael Bay stuff, and now it's like, okay, the new stuff is good, but I'm tired of it. Well, and uh, you know, wasn't uh, Guardians three also not tracking that well? Because it is doing pretty well. It wasn't. Time. Well, here's the thing: Guardians three was tracking, I think, from. Like, God, I want to say 90 to 115. It opened at about 110, which that is significantly less than Guardians 2 opened with. But on the bright side, the word of mouth is really good because it's having like a 50% drop, yes. which is like one of the lowest in a while for an MCU. It's so great too because, you know, when I talk to my, my friend who's over in that world, I mean, he's always very doom and gloom about these movies. And he was like, it's going to have a big, massive drop. It's going to be 70, maybe 75. And then all of a sudden it's like, now it's projected at 50, dude. There's nothing that yeah, it which has. Which is really good. No competition. It's really good. Oh, yeah. That's like in the top. That's like that's like top shit right there. Well, it's I think good word of mouth and the fact that there was no competition, I mean, the hypnotic movie from Ben Affleck, nobody was really talking but about that. But there was that. no marketing for that movie. Not really. I didn't really yeah. see one commercial, really, or anything like that. Um, it was just like um, one trailer um, of it that I saw. I, yeah, I mean, it looked good, but it was getting mixed reviews. Yeah. yeah. I saw it last night. It's, it's not bad. It's kind of like, uh, it's a little bit like. I want to see it. Yeah, it's a little bit of an inception kind of a uh, yeah. you know, uh, head trippy kind of a uh, detective. Yeah, I definitely want to see it, but yeah, yeah. yeah sure but that, that's just thinking. my concern for the box office for the rest of June. It's just like there's every single weekend, like, because think about it, right? Like, next weekend, or is it next weekend? Hold up, the Little Mermaid next, next weekend? Not next no, weekend. not next weekend. Next weekend, yeah. I think there's nothing coming out, uh, but then Little Dude, Mermaid okay. comes out, and then after Indiana that, like, every, single we- every single week, there's a movie in June coming out. I'm just like, because Flash, I think, has to deal with. What in its second weekend? Indiana Jones, I think. Mm. No, they got a bit of a gap. They got like two weeks between. Spider Verse. Well, Spider Verse. There's Transformers. There's Indiana Jones. There's Flash. That's a busy month. When do Oppenheimer and Barbie come out? Those are out June, July twenty-first. Okay. Yeah. And what about the Turtles movie? That's another funny one too. When it comes to Barbie and Oppenheimer going up against each other. And I and I even saw people like I mean obviously Oppenheimer looks fucking amazing, but I remember seeing a t- tweets were like yeah rest in peace Barbie I'm like no 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 that is two different Not audiences Barbie. right there like people like families are gonna go see Barbie yeah, okay Oppenheimer is not that you know what yeah, yeah those can thrive right next to each other because it's demog- they could dem- demographics they're they're just running parallel what? yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you that, like, I'll tell you there's one thing I can guarantee that Oppenheimer will not be a bomb. 
It's gonna be one big bomb. No, but I mean, it's. I mean, that movie's probably gonna be Oscar contention, maybe. Oh yeah. No, it's definitely gonna be there. Well, I think I think Nolan's hoping so because if you remember, I think Dunkirk was supposed to be his big Oscar movie, and that didn't really pan out in awards. So I think Oppenheimer's like, please, can I get some love finally? I mean, he is. I mean, what are the odds that he uh, does not get a bid for uh, for best actor? Oh, William Murphy. Murphy. I think he should be a shoe in, but who knows? I don't know. He was great in Quiet Place too. He he was great in Quiet Place too. That's right. I forgot he was in that. Yeah. This might sound like a hot take, take, but um, post Dark Knight Rises, there uh, a lot of Nolan's, and this isn't like I haven't hated Nolan's post Dark Knight Rises stuff, but it hasn't really done quite as much for me. Like Interstellar, Interstellar wasn't bad, but I uh, I wasn't really over the mood about it. Uh, Dunkirk, Zing, <laughs> over the moon, or over the moon. <laughs> yeah. That was unintentional. So. <laughs> Sorry, I had to point that out. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, Dunkirk, I, I, you know, it wasn't bad, but it's like I wasn't maybe it's just wasn't audience for it. And then Tenet, I couldn't make heads or tails of. So. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say when it came to Tenet, uh, I love Tenet. I don't know so, if anyone else I did. Love I, love that I did too. I did too. But part of it was the emotions of like that being the first movie I saw in theaters after yep. the pandemic too. Because I remember yeah. walking in there was so weird. Like, because I remember it's so like, nice. oh, like there was like sanitation masks. Ah. And I was just like, what? And I feel like I'm in like an apocalypse. So it's like, okay, oh, it's like whatever. It's oh, yeah. Like, I had a drive down a in a big IMAX seat. I'm like, let's do yeah. this, I guess. Me and, my brother, me and my brother and my nephew drove to San Diego like an hour and a half to San Diego just to watch the movie because nowhere else was having it. And we're like, I was like, hey, San Diego, they're open. They have an IMAX attendant. Do you want to fucking go? And we went on, on like a Saturday night just to nice. like. Get the fuck out and let's go to a movie. And it was so great. My first uh, yeah, it was weird. But we still had to wear our masks like within you know the theater, which is weird because you just go take it down, drink, put it back up. What the fuck? Get the mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah my, my first one back in theaters when they opened up was New Mutants, and I was like, uh, that movie had been shifted around so many freaking times, and I. I was like, I've been cooped up in for five months. I don't care. I'm getting out of here on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, that, that was such a weird thing too. Because I, me- I remember, because I was like, I was talking to my dad, like, oh, we're gonna go see that because we, because you know, before the pandemic, there was Birds of Prey, which we saw, and then it was Sonic yep. the Hedgehog. And it's like, oh, next movie we're gonna go see. We're gonna see that new Pixar movie onwards. Like, oh no, <laughs> I didn't see that one. That was only Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, right? Yes, yep. it was. Yeah, that yeah. Was, uh, was it? Did this happen for any of you guys? Because my theater when it opened when it first started opening back up. I mean, they had the way they had it was it was every you could sit in every other row, and they had duct tape kind of yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. They didn't they didn't have like the theater I was in for Tenant didn't have all the seats filled. There was like gaps, yeah, which made no sense either. You know, wow. <laughs> so kind of tr- back then. I mean, gosh, it feels yeah. like a lifetime ago. But like three years ago, they were just trying anything they could. Yeah, it's like, all right, we're gonna do it like this, and like, even if you were like, this doesn't make sense, they're like, well, we're gonna. That's the way we, we have to try. Only it. way we could do well, it. Yeah, that's what was sad yeah. about it. it. Was like it was only way that they could be open. I mean, that was yeah. Uh, and they barely got any attendance. Of you. Mm-hmm. And then, if I remember correctly, uh, what else released in 2020 in theaters? I don't think anything else did. Uh, Wonder Woman 84, and I, I know that's not. Yeah, I didn't see 84 in, in theaters. 2020. The way back was the last movie I saw in theaters. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. We talked about that. I think on the uh, two vodka streams ago, that was the last movie that I saw before the pandemic hit too. Was Mm -hmm. the way back with Ben Affleck, and yeah. Then after that, it was just like okay. Yeah. So I remember correctly, like because I. Because Wonder Woman 84, I saw at home. Because that was when I was going for... I went to Christmas and uh, watched with the family. I remember, I remember it was Christmas morning. We're all excited after opening presents. Watch Wonder Woman 84 with the whole family. Two hours later, my dad is pissed off and angry at how bad the movie is. The, grandpar- the grandparents are asleep because they were bored to tears. The kids are upstairs running around like... Nobody stayed to watch the movie except me and my dad who were just angry watching it. So, yeah, you know. that was an interesting one too because I remember, I remember, uh, like, uh, that was I actually that was when I had COVID actually too, so I couldn't, and that was right around Christmas time, so I could, you know, everybody was trying to stay apart, but we were doing Zoom calls, and I we did a Zoom call with like, uh, I did a Zoom call with my uncle, my aunt, and they were like, uh, so we kept HBO Max for uh, Wonder Woman 84, and we watched it, and uh, yeah, we didn't like it. <laughs> I went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I liked it at first, but that's because I was in denial because I didn't want to think well, I wasted it. I think I, I, I like your things that I like about it. About it. Yeah, for me, it's like, yeah, yeah. For me, it's like, it's entertaining. It's yeah. not reprehensible, but I wasn't necessarily expecting it to be super awesome. It's just, it's entertaining. Okay, it's filler. Yeah. The thing I like most was the tone. Was the fact that it had it had the feel of like you know, like the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, and they sort of put Wonder Woman in that. So that I, that's the thing that sort of held up the best for me. But I'm kind of like Axel, or like I liked it a lot more at first, but I've kind of simmered on it substantially. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was one of those things where I was like, all right, this is not like terrible, but it's not what I was hoping it was going to be. I mean, it's good. And then yeah, when I watched it, it when I watched it again, I went, "Fuck, man, this doesn't have a good rewatch value." Like, it's just, there's no. certain things where I was like, it does. It does go to show this is what a DCU looks like under Je- with Jeff Johns as the boss. <laughs> I, th- I think these last few years of proof of anything with Jeff Johns is that, well, there's proof of a lot of things with Jeff Johns, but one, one is that uh, it, it, for as great as he is with comics, he's just as bad with movies. Yeah. 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 Just go back to writing comics that people may not read. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've had... We have- Jeff John's comic in years because of all the shit he's pulled. So, well, yeah, there's that. that well, isn't he writing like a new JSA? Book? He's doing that Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Be- or is Flashpoint yeah. Beyond done? Is is there a mic I can drop like that DJ did? That I oh my god! <laughs> you guys don't even know how freaking awesome that was. I mean, that was so funny. Yeah. Dude, oh, Phil and I cool. were we, we were sitting next to each other and we both leaped out of our chairs when that freaking happened. Like. It was just so perfect, so great. I mean, it was so awkward at first too, when that that dude was asking about Doomsday Clock, and I don't. I mean, we all just kind of looked at each other, like, "Does this guy know that that Jeff Jones wrote that?" <laughs> it's like that Ridlet man. Does he know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then when DJ did that, man, I mean, we all just lost our fucking. I think in an event like that, people would probably be you know predisposed towards having some behind the scenes knowledge of all this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, but you know, some people don't. Which is fine, and and you know, and some people were feeling bad about him, like, oh man, you know, does he feel bad about asking that question? I'm like, no, nah, man, he 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 asked the question to get the ultimate mic drop of the fucking. Yeah, weekend. I mean, it could have been worse. I mean, it could have been yeah. worse. He could have asked. I mean, he could have asked that question about Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> Spider Man thing again. Yeah, that guy. That, that, guy that guy got a lot of hell for that. I remember that. But. <laughs> 
But I mean, it's, there, it made I mean, for a was there a guy moment. in a black Superman costume? I, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, it wasn't just it was just that. Like people said, "Oh, come on, guys, he was nervous. Give him a break." I was like, "Well, he not only asked him a question that nobody was caring about, he built it up by saying, "I'm about to ask you the question yeah. that everybody online wants to know." Yeah, that was trolling. That, that you were, yeah, you were priming everybody for like, because everybody watching that, whether they were physically there or streaming at home, everybody knew they knew the question was going to come up about the Snyder Cut. You know, it's it, during the first event, and when he did that, it's like everybody was kind of on pins and needles. Like, okay, this is it. Here it comes, yeah, and it's about the website. Ultimate troll. It was an ultimate troll, and he got away with it. it was, and, and whatever, it's fine. I mean, you know, in you know, in retrospect, now, I mean we have the Snyder cut and we're all good with it now. So yeah. when it came to this question, it was just like, Hey, he didn't probably know about the behind the scenes drama. Cause he wasn't like tuned into it all. And the fact of the matter is he, created, you know, he helped create that mic drop moment, which was just absolutely fantastic. And we all yeah. loved it. And, you know, we're so glad that D- DJ was fucking great. I mean, he was, I love how like he was very reserved when it came to the justice league panel, but Man, he was not caring, and he was just bringing up the whole Kryptonian and Amazonian idea that they had. Yeah, well, them. Yeah, oh, oh, my that's, God. That's where I go to where I say it's like I think where Zach, um, you know, he, he he's he's still leaving the kind of the trail of breadcrumbs, maybe not like the way he's yeah. on hero, but, you know, it, it, and I had a feeling that was going to definitely, you know, ruffle some feathers because they're, you know, kind of people on the other side of the conversation are – Really I mean, it was for him to yeah. shut up, about, as they would put it. But yeah, I, I you know, you're talking about somebody who's a storyteller who invested, you know, a decade plus of his life into these characters and into the story. And you know, why would you slam that door? You know, for um, as far as like completing this five part, exactly. you know, exactly. It's like you don't I mean, know what's going to happen five years from now when you could get a chance to you know, potentially do it, especially with the Flash blowing the multiverse open and at least you've been establishing so many different possibilities for Elseworlds and different characters and you know. If certain rumors are to be believed, different people who might not have gotten the chance to play Superman potentially cameoing in this movie. Yeah, I mean, always leave. I mean, I think he's always going to have that door just, you know, propped open a little bit. I mean, I mean, never say it that, is- that it's never going to happen or anything like that. In the whole, you know, when people say like you say move on. I'm like, no, it's just. Right now, for the next you know couple of few years, he's going to be working on this other thing, and and but but you just never yeah. know what can happen in the future, and it's a good thing that he and James Gunn are friends, regardless of how you feel about yeah. Gunn. It's a yep. good thing that they uh, are. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, Dave. Uh, I know we friends? can't have that. No, not no, only and- that, but uh, I, I don't trust you. I thought you edited that video. <laughs> of course I did. Well, right? and I sh- here's where I should maybe uh, kind of with to. Ping off of what RJ was saying a little bit about not being the biggest BBS guy, because I'm kind of in a little bit of a, the opposite side of the equation. You know, I'm not, uh, I've never been that jazzed about the Guardians movies and you know, necessarily about James Gunn's body of work, uh, you know, as a whole. I mean, he's been there. I, I mean, you know, screenwriter on Dawn of the Dead, I love. Um, I really liked uh, Brightburn a lot. And, uh, you know, he's done things that I like. I, th- I thought Slither was pretty good too. So, you know, it's, a, you know, my desire and my advocacy to, you know, restore, resolve, however you want to put it about the Snyderverse. It's it's not meant to be a diss on, you know, James Gunn's yeah. you know, capacity to make a Superman movie. It's, it's just, of course not. And, you know, with the, the concept of Elseworlds on the multiverse and that has been opened up via Crisis and Infinite Earth since happening with The Flash, it's, 
I think, I mean, I think we should be very welcoming of that with the idea that, you know, we can get so many different voices, you know, uh, guiding these characters, uh, as is the case in the comics, we can get that now in movies, get that in TV. You, you, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's an opportunity we didn't have, you know, for the longest time because the idea of these franchises having to be literally structured. And now that's, that's, you know, it's really being uh, so many more possibilities to be opened up. So that's, I kind of wanted to jump in off of that with what you said about BBS earlier. It's like, I'm not a Guardians guy. I'm not really that big a gun guy, but you know what? I mean, blow me away with the Superman movie you got. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I love, and that's what I love the fact that, that there are people like, and you know, you have like these different perspectives and, and that's what I love too, is having discussions and, and about that is the fact that, you know, we're all coming from different tastes, you know, and quoting Ray, you know, everything's, you know, can be subjective and everything and whatever you like, you like, but it's just <laughs> like when, you know, when you have like the people that just go so hard in the paint, like, especially this past week when it came to BVS, but then you have someone like RJ who didn't really, you know, he, he thought, you know, he's, he likes the movie. It's fine. But, you know, he can even recognize that, man, some of these people just like, what, seven years later, you're still fucking like, yeah, no, and that's why it gets annoying for me, too, because I'm like, I'm someone who doesn't like BVS all that much. And even I'm like, yeah. can you guys just shut up, please? Like, it's been <laughs> yeah. seven years. Just let them have their movie. Like, it is. It, it requires much more effort to constantly talk about something you hate than to constantly talk about something you love. Yeah, no, that's hundred percent true. Which is you why know? you haven't heard a peep about me for me about Captain Marvel since it came out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I mean, that, that's the whole thing. And like, when it comes to the Superman legacy thing, it's just it's, exactly. it goes it goes back to what I said earlier, where it's just like, to me, as someone who <clears throat> likes James Gunn and his work, like personally speaking, I think watching each of the Guardians movies, you see how he's evolving and maturing and growing as a director, growing in confidence. I don't know if people who don't like those movies are going to see the same thing, uh, but I can kind of see that he's growing and changing where I'm like, yeah, I can see him making a Superman movie. It's going to be a different wheelhouse for him, but he's going to try, he said he's going to be, you know, go for like the full-blown earnestness. It's not going to be the same tone. It's going to be something a bit more earnest and hopeful and no nah, man, it'll be a bunch of dick and fart jokes. I know. That one shot action scene in the Guardians oh, in the hallway—that so was good. fucking awesome. Oh yeah, yeah that was that was that, that was worth the whole movie right there. Dude, dude, yeah, and, and it goes it, on. It goes on for a, a bit too. Like I was like, going. That was like the I, Daredevil fight scenes. That, dude, it was. I mean, great. honestly, like obviously with this one, you know, I mean, it, it, it requires VFX and all the kind of stuff like that. But, you know, but I mean, I thought I was just watching it going, holy shit. I mean, obviously there's some scene, you know, there's cuts in here somewhere, but I'm not seeing them. I'd have to watch again and look closely to see like where they possibly did their cuts or whatever. But it was so fucking seamless. And it lasted for so long. And I was like, oh, man, I'm like, wow, good job. With that well, scene. I was going to say, too, I don't know if you guys saw the quote from the Guardians 3 press tour, but I think someone asked him. I don't remember what the exact question was. I think it was something like what do you want people to walk away from yeah. with your movies or like in, a movie in general? And like it kind of just said. goes about like what he hopes when people leave the theater and like the kind of experience he wants to create. I'm like, that's a good answer. That's something that like a really good answer. That was a really you know good answer. It's like, ha- Oh, that's a good thing to say. Like, you know, what needs to happen with Superman legacy is that he needs to be talked about. He needs to have that. People need to talk about because no one's talking about like, 
the well, I'm yeah, I, need, I know people are still talking about Guardians of the Galaxy three because it just came out, but like it's it, it, it can't be a Shazam, Fear of the Gods, it can't be a Black Adam, it it has to well, be I, talked about. Well, I not think only in the, that, I think actually, in the case of Guardians three, that's plausible because of the fact yeah. it's got such a strong story regarding Rocket Raccoon. I don't yeah. think it's. I don't think the other two kind of can top it in that regard. I mean, you know, two does have the death of Yondu. That that was pretty, you know, memorable, yeah. right? That, but that's, I, that's I, the, I, that taser face. Yeah, that's Michael. Worker. I can never remember Michael Worker's name in the guard. I just always called him Blue Travis Dickel. Here's the other I part. Remember though. his name for some reason. Mm. Yeah, well, I was gonna say just, but the other part, Axel, too. The issue is too, and this is like it's gonna sound like dumb, but like it's true. The hardest thing that that movie has to accomplish is it has to be good. Yeah. Like, and, and, yeah. and what, I, what I mean by that is it's like, this is the issue when you're starting off with the cinematic universe. Like, that first movie's so important because if like it's Iron like... Iron Man, that's got to well, That's what I was going to say, like the Iron Man yeah. comparison. I can't find one person who, like, vehemently hates or dislikes the first Iron Man. Right, like that's just a universally, universally at yeah. the at the base level liked movie. Most people still think it's one of the best Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. and that and that's, that's the hard the part. Like you have to slam dunk this movie so hard to where nobody can come away from this being like, "Oh, that was a bad movie." Like you have to make and it's very hard, but almost like a universally like either okay or well liked movie. I mean, See, the goal, the good, of the, course, is to make a good movie every time, but like the know. good thing, the good thing about it though, it's like is like James Gunn is just he has free range to do whatever the fuck. So we're yeah. not going to get studio, we're not going to get suits in the studio going. No, you got to make it like this, like this, like this, like this. They ain't going to say shit. It's all going to be like James Gunn. Like when it came to write, you know, he even said when he wrote a script. He reached out to people who are so you know who have written Superman and all the stuff. Give me notes. Give me notes. Give me notes. So he's reached out for that, which I love the fact that he you know admitted and said that like yeah, that's part of writing, getting notes and getting critique from people. And I love the fact yeah. that he's doing that. So, but the fact of the matter is, is like there's not going to be any studio fuckery, which is kind of funny, because Almost. when you think of like a movie like Morbius. It's like that movie yeah. got fucked over by this studio too. I still you know, have such seen a that small movie. character. Now you got Superman. Thank God that we're gonna have one vision all the way through, start to finish. It's going to be a James Gunn film. And you know, I mean, regardless of what you you know like it or not, at least it's gonna be one vision throughout, and it's not gonna be mm. chopped up and fucked kind, up. Kind right. of in a way. I mean, I don't remember the exact details, but kind of similar a little bit to that first Richard Donner Superman movie, where it feels like Richard Donner got to do whatever basically he wanted, you know. Yeah. But I was gonna bring up Nerdy Mastermind's uh, point too, because that's like. Kind of what I'm saying too, but I didn't want to be a jerk about it. But it was kind of true. Like I liked Man of Steel, but for whatever reason, that movie came out. It was like heavily the like not BVS levels, but it was no, divisive to some people. Yeah, it's more universally yeah. liked, but like because that was the first movie, the fact that it started off divisive a little bit yeah, kind of hurt it a little bit. Um, which isn't fair to that movie. It's not fair to that movie or you know, the DCU. I, I, I don't know if uh, anybody else here saw it some days ago on Twitter. Uh, uh, I forget the gentleman's name, but he was a film journalist, and he had made the. It was right as Guardians was coming out, and he made this kind of this thread about, um, well, I don't understand like the animosity Snyder fans hold towards James Gunn, and and he went through kind of a whole uh, sort of and and I I mean that 
or erupted like in a whole thread war, but as you would expect. But I kind of jumped in and gave my two cents for my opinions. I don't think it really has a lot to do with Gunn himself. I think it has more to do with the fact that um, really the 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 contrast between how he and Snyder really are sort of covered in the media. Would, and then, what I mean by that is, you know, Gunn had his situation where he got fired for you know his old tweets, and uh, but then he got to you know come back in glory and finish his franchise and. You know, Zach, uh, the the idea of him getting this, finishing his arc, much less get, even getting the Snyder cut out in the first place, is is really uh, was, was there was considerable pushback on that. And I raised the point where, like, you know, if Zach had made those kinds of tweets, would he have gotten the same kind of sympathy? And I, True. I there is that, but at, at least like when you when, when it comes to Gunn and Snyder, they both had their redemption stories. You know? They really did, like different stories for sure. <clears throat> way different stories, but they both got a redemption story in the past yeah. five years. I mean, they really did. Um, you know, with Gunn being fired and then all of a sudden coming over to DC and then basically just like coming back and realizing, you know, and, you know, you know, Snyder's, you know, story when it came to that, I mean, it was much more like, whoa. I mean, it was just Obviously, they're not the same at all, but at the same time, they did both get their redemption stories, which I think is, you know, it's pretty cool. I still remember, like, I remember I was like in a, I remember, I remember the restaurant I was at when, when the news came out that gun was, was fired. And I remember just like talking with some coworkers I was having lunch with that were kind of in the know about it. It was just like, oh, it was weird. Like just to be like, yeah, James Gunn just for old tweets got fired from fired, Disney. Yeah. And now it's just, it was just such a weird it was it was really weird situation i think yeah. you know when i think about the whole situation which you guys have me put my controller down that's how intrigued i am by this whole notion <laughs> not to say that the conversation isn't boring or anything but it's like this no. game is amazing anyway when it comes to james gunn and Zack snyder in regards to how they handled the dc universe i think what the the divisive line it's you're either on the side of it or you're not. And the, the bottom line is, is James Gunn is getting to do what Zack Snyder should have been able, allowed to do. Yeah. Well James said, Gunn well has said. the entire autonomy well, to do whatever the hell here. he wants. That's what I was saying. To, yeah. to create the universe that he can, it, it is well within his creative right to do. And I think that that idea, depending on how you feel about Zack and how the situation with WB and how the situation has gone since he's, stepped away from dc you know looking at james gunn he comes in with suicide squad depending on how you feel about that and then peacemaker i think a lot of people who are very very hardcore in Zack snyder's corner and are vehemently against james gunn are just looking at this like oh fuck everything i love is about to just be completely shambled and destroyed right that, that's that's kind of the, the hyperbolic way they're looking at it Pretty but it's much. like well yeah you consider that's a way. it's not meant to be like you know like an mcu like 30 movie franchise right with some spinoffs he wanted to have a couple of books that's about and to be it. honest i don't even think james gunn is aiming for some 30 40 50 movie franchise because he mentioned yeah. that no i want my stuff to be more like star wars and i'm like okay that can go one of two ways because <laughs> you're either going to do it in in a semi-periodical piece and that can be very good and very different or we run into what we're dealing with right now with like book of boba fett mandalorian season three uh <laughs> It, where it's more of the same, more of the same. Yeah, yeah. can be rough, can be rough, but uh, we got somebody else coming in right now. We got Doug joining right now. What's going on, Doug? Hey, Doug, how's, hey, Dave. Going? how's it going? How's it going? Good. How you doing? Good. Uh, we're just doing some talking about, you know, James Gunn, Zack Snyder, the usual. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah PBS, the going radioactive on Twitter. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, and of course, the big thing, the conclusion that we can all agree on is that, look, Warner Brothers, well, certainly with the new regime, Warner Brothers has learned from the mistakes of the past. It's just, it's too bad that they have to do it with a new director instead of just brewing it with Zach, but it is what it is. Indeed. What was the consensus on Guardians 3? Uh, we all enjoyed it. Everybody who's seen it, we all enjoyed it. So. I liked it, but to, to just chime in on an earlier point, it did not move the needle for me in regards to James Gunn doing Superman. Like yeah. That movie is going to have to be so completely different, but at the same time, like I don't know what it's going to take for, me, for, for that movie to win me over. Honestly, I'm more intrigued about what he's got going on with the rest of his slate, more specifically Batman Brave of the Bold. Oh, right. I want to see that because, so badly. Because it's Batman. Yeah. Because it's Batman. And it's Robin. Batman and Robin. It's like, okay, cool. Finally, someone's doing Batman and Robin on the big screen in 20 effing years. It's been too long. This needs to be a thing. And if they do the whole family, cool. I'm cool. But mm-hmm. I'm really, really more intrigued with everything else he's got going on his slate because everything I'm seeing so far of Superman Legacy, I'm just like, all right. I thought Guardian 3 was okay. And it's like, I'm giving James Gunn, you know, it's like, yeah, go for it, man. But I still want to restore the Snyderverse. <laughs> How are you feeling, Doug? Did you watch Guardians? Yeah, I definitely liked Guardians 3. Probably not as much as the first one, but more than the second one. I thought it was, uh, you know, really satisfying conclusion. And and he did produce a a tight trilogy there. Um, You know, there were definitely some of the, you know, really hammy uh, James Gunn moments. And there was definitely some parts that were underbaked. Um, But all in all, I think that this is... Obviously, he's a very, very good creative. I think he's a very good director. I think he's, you know, a, a good writer. I think he can do something interesting with. I, I, to answer the question, I think it, it kind of upped my estimation of of Superman. I think he's definitely not going to try to re- recreate what Zach did with Man of Steel. I think he's going to do something different. I think he's going to expand the family. I think he's going to do something pretty interesting. And uh, I'm interested to see the take because I want to see another Superman movie. I mean, obviously. My first pick would be Man of Steel two or Just League two and three, but that ship has pretty much sailed. So I'm, I'm very interested in what uh, James Gunn has to offer because he's going to be thoughtful about it. He's going to be heartwarming. I think the you know the heart, the family, the the emotional connection in these really uh, just crazy worlds. I think he can do and do well, and I think he can expand the family and do what. Uh, I think he will do with Batman Brave and the Bold and expand the family. And, and you know, we've seen Batman done a, a variety of different ways. And we focus on the villains, we focus on Batman. But I think the Bat family is something where they could really strike something really good. And I think expanding the Superman universe, you know, seeing some of these other characters, seeing Bibbo and Steel and, and Jimmy Olsen and, and yeah. just really expanding that beyond, you know, seeing a Superboy, seeing a Crypto. I think those are things that could be really unique to really expand, you know, it's not just Superman and Lois. So uh, my confidence is high. Mostly it's because, you know, I I just want to see another Superman movie, but maybe it's blind optimism, but I I trust James Gunn and, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, there's, there's uncharted territory, Mm -hmm. no matter how, I mean, like, that's the thing is like, there's uncharted territory with Superman. And we were talking about how, you know, implementing crypto (laughs) into a story is uncharted territory already off the bat so the fact that if if they're going to incorporate crypto cool that's uncharted territory because we haven't seen that live action with all these superman movies that we have i mean we've only gotten when we've seen crypto live action in titans and whatever the hell but um when it comes to even batman 
we're gonna get a fantastical Batman. Usually, you know, I mean, we got a kind of fantastical Batman at first, and then of course with the Schumacher, it got even more fantastical. Sure, but I mean, then it, when like yeah. when it came to Nolan, it was not fantastical. Um, and then when it came to even Snyder, it was like he was still trying to ground him. But then, you know, there was still there's still fantastical elements, obviously. You could, be, you could clearly see that 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 Ben Affleck's Batman has had been through a ringer. I mean, he explicitly yeah. tells Wonder Woman, I've known a few women like you. And yeah. she says, oh, I don't think you've known a, a woman like me. Now, that 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 answer could be interpreted. Well, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, Roxy Rocket, you know, there's Harley. There's, yeah. Andrea Beaumont is also on the a contender. Could yeah. be on there. You never know. That yeah. phantasm line in BBS in the back. Yeah, case. there's yeah. a little Easter egg. Right. No, no but I, mean, I think that movie could be canceled this night. That's just, that's just me. But that's I mean, me. but but at the same time, it's like uh, when you watch Justice League, and I remember even just you know watching it at full circle. It's like there are fantastical. I mean, obviously, it gets fantastical with Batman in there. I mean, that's the thing. Like Zach did a good job of like. I mean, when he and I and, I, and again, I, I do wish I would have like asked him about this when I did my commentary with him at the start of Man of Steel. It was like, you know, just just to have somebody like Christopher Nolan come up to you and be like, hey, I uh, they want what I did with Batman with Superman. I don't think that's me. I think you could do it, you know. And the fact of the matter is, is like, okay, yeah, you can ground it as much as you can, which I think Zach did a great job. But at the same time, these are still fantastical characters that you can't, you still have to have, you know, this fantastical element, even Batman. I mean, let's face it, when you watch the fight between Batman and Superman, he gets, you know, Superman takes him through a fucking building and throws him at the bat signal. That was that broken bones. That's all kinds of craziness. But it, you know, it made for just good comic book action. I fucking love that shot so much where it just like goes up and you see him like, like uh, when he just like hits the, the bat signal and then he's like on the edge and the camera just like goes up and you see Superman landing. As it's like, ah, oh, such a beautiful shot. I hey, fucking love that shot. Can I go on a bit of a brief rant here? Go ahead. Which is uh, the thing, one of the one of the criticisms just, just drives me up a wall about Man of Steel is this idea Superman doesn't save anybody. And to that I say, the first thing you see him do in that movie is go on that oil rig and pull 20, 30 guys off of there. And then we have that flashback to that bus scene when he was a kid. So many people, <laughs> and then he gets to the bar where he's intervening with the one trucker. So before he said a single word of dialogue, he's probably saved about thirty to forty lives. Yeah, I don't understand yeah. that gripe. It's like, did you watch the movie? I mean, he oh, even yeah. saved nah, one of the mili- he saves one of the military guys in the Smallville fight. He he uh, he grabs him. I mean, he. I mean, it's just it's just so even asks that- if he's all right. Yeah, and it's it's like it's it's so many of this of these complaints that people give about Man of Steel, BVS, or whatever. It's like, and it's like again, it's like, did you even watch the movie? Like, what your issues were literally addressed in the movie? Were you even paying attention? Like, of course, the big one in Man of Steel was how dare he kill Zod? Well, it's like Zod literally says in the movie. Either you, you die, die or, I, or do. I do. And he kills, and, and Superman kills Zod and Superman too. Not only did he kill Zod and Superman yeah. too, he depowers him and then kills him. What do you know? I love Superman too. Yeah, it's great. But then people but will say, well, but he doesn't do that. The daughter cut, the daughter cut's a mess, and you know it. 
I think yeah, Superman the 2 is the best, period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, but that's somehow just my opinion. Somehow the police end up in the, in the Arctic. Yeah. 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 I have to get yes, because that has been driving me insane for 10 years, this idea that he doesn't save anybody in NFC. I know. I don't know. I hate it, that criticism. That's just, that's just people, that is people that just want to just hate it. And, and when they bring up that argument, when they bring up the Batman killing argument, I just go like, all right, you don't, you didn't pay attention. Like, like, and that's even going back to what started the whole uh, BBS discourse this week was the quotes about like uh, Zach saying like, yeah, you know, we, we, we were trying to do this deconstructive, you know, mytho- mythological like story arc that you have to really kind of pay attention to with certain things. And some people just wanted this superhero romp. And, and I brought up, last night that uh, with Rebecca, I'm like, you know, I mean, we got to remember that this movie came out right in the fucking heart of the Marvel machine. That it did. You know? yeah. and, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, and even though like, yeah, people might have knew that like, yeah, okay, this is Zack Snyder and especially if they saw Man of Steel, it's going to be a little bit more gritty or more dark, you know, darker and everything like that. Yeah. But I mean, even when they knew what they were getting into, they still came out going, what the fuck was that? And that's what we're funny because I had somebody, you know, push back on my my tweet when i posted my clip and i already knew i was like if i get into this this is like there's gonna be other people that come in here and it's just gonna be i don't feel like fucking going on a twitter like back and forth right now and it was somebody somebody who actually you know works on batman on film and nothing against them i get it like he had his gripes about certain things and fine and really uh, same time, I know, right? Really? Yeah, I think those guys those, can you those believe can it? hold it all in right Which now, one? Three, would say. <laughs> Which one? I'm, say, I'm not gonna say when it wasn't the main, wasn't okay. the, it wasn't who we thought. There's somebody who who does work on that because you know he, he, quote, he quote tweeted the the clip and it was like literally no one said this. And my whole thing was like literally, you just say literally, like okay, don't say literally. I, think because, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, is yeah, yeah that just yeah. say. When the when the test screenings were going out, I think a lot of people were go- saying, "Hey, it's it's very complex, it's layered." And I, I remember seeing, and it may have been on Batman film that was like, some people like water, some people like wine, and uh, the Batman versus Superman was never going to be an easy sell. It was Zach himself said, "We we felt like we snuck one by the theater, like they or snuck one by the studio, and the fact that they thought it'd be this easy superhero rock back then." And, and, I like how he said that, but um, it was complex. It was layered, and we're still arguing about it so many years later. But it's such a masterful film yeah. that, yeah, I think um, you know, for better or for worse, I think you know James Gunn will deliver something a little bit more accessible. But it, maybe we're not going to be talking about it ten years later, and that, and that's the greatness of Zack Snyder. And uh, but at the same the, the time, commercial I hope success that, we are. that, yeah, yeah, exactly. I hope that we are. Like no matter what, like I always. And, you know, one of the things when it comes to this stuff is uh, uh, is the fact that, like, I always, like, people will be like, you know, and I and I get it. People have their favorites, and they'll be like, you know, no one will ever touch this or no one will ever beat this. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I get it. Like, Ben Affleck's my, my, my cinematic Batman, my favorite, okay? And I'm thinking that's, that's going to be hard to defeat that. But I want every filmmaker that approaches Batman to try to defeat that. I was hoping that, hey, maybe Pattinson and, and what Matt Reeves is doing, I hope that's going to be better than Ben Affleck's Batman. Was it? No. I mean, I still was like, Ben Affleck's Batman is just still my, you know, that's my pinnacle fucking cinematic Batman. But it was close. I still really dig it. Hey, guess what? Matt Reeves, Pattinson, 
guess what? You did a great job. You gave me something unique, and I fucking loved it. And it was yeah. like one of my favorite movies of last year. But I always want the next filmmaker, the next person. I want James Gunn to make a better movie than Man of Steel. Is it going to happen? Hey, odds are not, but I hope that he does. I want to walk out going, yeah. man, fuck, that was better than Man of Steel. But I don't I know if that's I gotta ask Dave. Oh, well, let's ask the whole panel about this. What would have to happen in Gunn's Superman film for you to say this was better than Man of Steel? He's gonna have to show me. That's the yeah. thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it has to be um, for me to think that. And but and like I said, the, the odds are you know sorely against that it's not gonna be the case for sure. And I and then. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like, you know, if if he can show me something that I just was not expecting in a story that just totally grabs me where I just walk out and I will be completely honest, too, because I'm one of those guys that try to be like, I don't like to, you know, dip into my I, I get it. I Everybody has bias and I'm biased with like Snyder stuff. But at the same time, I'm like and but I, I even want I even would think that these filmmakers, even Zach and everybody would say like, yeah. Make a better movie than I did. I mean, if you're if it's your turn to take on these characters, yeah, do something different and better than I did, and mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, it's well received. Nolan probably thinks the same thing too, and um, and I'm and I just as a moviegoer and as somebody who loves just watching film and discussing film, I always want it to be better. I'm never gonna just be like, no, never. It's never gonna be better than this, <laughs> and then just yeah. dwell on just like one, you know. I don't. I don't like that. See I would kind of say that too because this was something that uh, Mr. Stephen Colbert, you know, my my colleague at Screen Rant, take a little drink, <laughs> um, drink. Yeah. He uh, a point he made where he was talking about you know the most boring conversation you can have about a movie is whether it's good or bad. So yep. my personal yeah. take on it is I don't even necessarily would be. I'd rather if he, if he can make a Superman movie that stands on its own terms, where I feel like this is a unique take on the character that that stands on its own, and that I don't. I can enjoy it without having to think about you know the other versions of Superman. That's that would be my preference. I don't. I'm not really concerned about it exceeding you know anything we yeah. previously. It's like I rather just. I mean, because I really I didn't think I would get into Superman lows as much as I have. Because uh, you know, Tyler Hecklin was you know on the Arrowverse was definitely a, you know he, he didn't really shine on there for me, but he but he really won me over with Superman Lois. So you know, and it, that's really like a big kind of almost like a yeah. That's it's really if you haven't seen the show, it's it's a really uh, it's an interesting take where it's like it's kind of honoring like Superman's entire uh, history. With, you know, yeah, I mean, I've only seen season one and I still need to catch up on the rest, and I know it gets better and better, but I was impressed because when I saw episodes where he was just you know, he wasn't he was part of Supergirl, he's part of I was like, and this is just yeah. like. They're like, who cares about this Superman? They're just like having it because it's just Superman. But then when it came to uh, the first season of Superman and Lois, I was very impressed. And uh, I, I don't know. I just haven't. I, I'm going to dive into the rest of the season because apparently it might not be coming back. Hopefully they could salvage it. But I'm going to I'm going to dive into it more because I keep hearing just great things oh, about it. I will say, like, as 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 I've said before, like the the big reason I haven't really bothered to check out the show is because Jeff Johns was involved. But honestly, if it is as good as everyone says, it just goes to show that look, he may be good at comics, he's not good at movies, but maybe he's good at shows. Maybe shows are his thing. 
I don't know. But I mean, I know there's things that, that take heavily from what even Zach tried to put out there. Like, yeah, that there, there yeah. Are some, like, parallels, like with certain things, uh, story points, even or like the producer of the show, like even stated that Man of Steel is Yeah, you skip this. Yeah, I was gonna say for me, a lot of small bills and a lot of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just uh, to circle back to what was said about like what he has to do per se to um, make it better. I don't know if there's like any like one specific thing that has to be done per se. Exactly. It's more so just like can that film and can when he does a Superman fill the audience with the awe and the wonder that Superman movie should? Can it instill the values of the character upon the audience? Can it make? I think the biggest thing that movie has to achieve is. Can it create an emotional connection? Whether that be like the awe and wonderment that some people will feel watching it about what they're witnessing on the screen, or the emotional connection that they'll have with the actual main character of Clark Kent Superman. If he can nail that emotional yeah. part of it and really instill upon the audience that sense of emotional connection and awe and wonderment, I think it'll be okay. I think I'll do fine. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Hold on, Phil has to go. I know. You yeah, gotta I got to record a podcast episode with my buddy Craig. I'm gonna put the game down and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thanks man. again. Hey, you warmed up your voice with uh, this stream. So. I did. I'm probably gonna talk about some of the same stuff we were just talking about. There you so, go. <laughs> yeah, it's always all right. Thanks, thanks for uh, joining, Phil. Thank you for uh, support the uh, channel and all that stuff. I appreciate it, man. Much love, gents. Take it easy. Yeah. Have a great night. Take I'm probably gonna get heading out as well because yeah. I gotta uh, take a shower and get come up. Tomorrow is Mother's Day after all, so that is true. Yeah, I, gotta, <laughs> I know. I know. I got a Mother's, my mother's birthday. Oh, really? Your mom's yeah. birthday is on Mother's yeah. Day. It's funny. But yeah, if you take off our day, we'll, we'll go ahead and take off, and then uh, yeah, we'll probably be wrapping up the stream. And you know, yeah, pretty yeah, of course. Yeah. I just want to thank you guys for having me and keep having that great conversation. Yeah, thank you, RJ. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, it's funny thing is like what he just said about, you know, making sure that this Superman, this Clark is someone that everyone that we can see like his greatness and grandiose. Like there's something that James Gunn said that I think a lot of people are really misinterpreting when he said that he that this Clark has to be someone that you'd want to hug. And people are like, oh, that's just sappy. It's like, no, I mean, what how that what that sounds like to me is he wants to emphasize, much like how Zach it did with Henry Cavill did, want to emphasize Clark's vulnerability. Yeah. But at the same time, he's somebody that you like and that you root for. But when he when he's struggling, you can tell that he's struggling. But you're rooting for him, and you want him to say, hey, hey, man, you're you got this. What's going to be interesting too is like how much Clark Kent that he actually has in his movie. Because yeah. I mean, like when it when it came to Zach using Clark Kent, I mean, obviously, like yeah, he I mean he had Clark as a character, but that was before the Clark Kent persona. We didn't get the Clark Kent persona when it came to Man of Steel until obviously the very end, with glasses and everything like that. So when it came to BBS, we got the more Clark Kent persona. But even yeah. at that time, there wasn't an. I mean, there was like. What I mean, there was stuff to flesh out, like especially when it came to the, you know when we finally saw the Ultimate Edition, we had more scenes with Clark. But I mean, I don't think he ever had like the full on, you know, to uh, he, obviously he didn't have a full on movie to concentrate on fleshing out the Clark Kent character. So what Gunn really needs to do is yeah, make sure that Clark Kent character that he has is very likable and people connect with him. And, yeah. and yeah, that's just don't make big. him like a huge. No, no, don't make him like how it was 
I mean, and, you know, nothing against Brandon Ruth. He did a fantastic job of emulating what Christopher Reeve did. But don't make him like that. But you can make him dorky. Or obviously, he's got to be some kind of, you know, he's got to be something like that. But, yeah, you just got to make sure, like, hey, just make him likable. I mean, likable is the biggest thing. And then, of course, when he's Superman, also, you know, make sure, obviously, Superman's also likable. But, yeah, that's going to be a difficult task, I think. For so that I want to add, too, this yeah. isn't so much about Superman himself. It's more about Lex Luthor. Yeah. Because um, one of the articles I saw come out today recent, and kind of an interesting point, I think this might, it does make me wonder whether this might just kind of dovetail with, you know, the multiverse elements of Flash. It said, and I think this was one of the Hollywood Reporter, where it says something like, uh, like on the casting sheet or on the way it's scripted or described, like Lex is listed as Apex, and they made the point where it's like Apex Lex Luthor, that's the version had encounters with other you know, Lex Luthor's of other elseworlds, and that made me think: yeah. is this maybe uh, is is Gun is he intending to sort of because I mean he's going to I'm sure find some way to branch off from the multiverse story of the Flash, and this is maybe like an avenue he seems to do that. Interesting. See, and that's another thing, too, is like, you know, Gunn has expressed so much love for the Flash, and it just kind of makes me wonder, too. It's like, as much as he loves that, I'm just wondering, like, how much is he utilizing that multiverse space for, yeah. his, for his slate? That's what I kind of wonder myself, too, because he just, I mean, yeah, with the other movies, he's, you know, tried to, like, lift them up a little bit. But, I mean, he just really just goes, I love this movie. And then when you see the reaction of everybody else, like a lot of other uh, reactions that say they love this movie. And, you know, again, we got Jaden Smith, Jaden Smith today, uh, Al Roker. Um, you know, we got these uh, people out there that are just like saying how much they love The Flash. And it's like, okay. And then everybody's just kind of going like, yeah, but isn't it just kind of wrapping things up? I mean, and then, uh, you know, William, who's been here many times, he's – talks about like like how do you not try to capitalize on what the flash establishes so then you kind of go like well maybe they kind of are like maybe there's a way that james gunn is going to be tapping into something where he can tap into what the flash is starting with the whole multiverse and keeping that concept open i don't know it's just it, it's everything's so up in the air it's exciting but it's also just like, I want to fucking know <laughs> like, what's going on. You know? And another point with yeah. Lex Luthor also, uh, has anybody here read uh, the Superman uh, graphic novels? The birth of what? Superman Earth One. Have you, have you read any of those? I don't know Again, if I you, you should give those a read, especially because yeah. it's like, it's so crazy how closely I – mean, it's basically the basis for Man of Steel. I mean, it's so Oh, okay. Crazy. Yes, yes. I, I, yeah, yeah. Because I remember – back like years ago talking about that and then there was like and when people were trying to reference yeah because doesn't that yeah i think there was like things was the um there was things that there were story points that were pulled from there too and i remember doing a video about it i think uh, but yeah. i forgot exactly like what he pulled from that there's certain things that were wasn't like the genesis chamber and all that stuff kind yeah. of like, yeah the basic kind of skeleton of the story yes. is yes. what may have seen was but in volume three, uh, Le they introduced they introduced Lex Luthor is a female Lex Luthor. They introduced it, and I saw somebody on Twitter post today something because uh, Gunn has talked about he's had a conversation with somebody from Guardians about potentially bringing them aboard as maybe as Lex Luthor. And somebody did this uh, Photoshop of Karen Gillan with a shaved head, and I thought, <laughs> oh, that could be yeah, not a shaved head because like because like she's she's not bald in Earth One. But as I recall, she's a bit of a she's a bit of a bombshell. 
course, you got to be. So yeah. Just like, you know, Lex Luthor, you know, he could, I mean, I mean, depending, I mean, but like, 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 you know, right now, uh, you know, Scott and I, after this weekend, we're going to be, uh, after we're going to be wrapping up, not, we're going to go back to Batman, uh, talking about Batman animated, but you know, we're going to be starting to talk about Superman animated series. And oh, I mean, let's face it, that Lex Luthor, I mean, that was like, we even talked about it, how, uh, I always forget the, the, the guy Nancy who, Brown. there you go. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, voiced him and it was just like, and it was a different kind of Lex Luthor, and, you know, and, you know, it wasn't even a white Lex Luthor, you know, he had a little bit of a shade to him and it was different. That's why it was always funny, too, because after that, everybody was like, why doesn't Billy Zane play like a live action? I was fan casting him pre-Man of Steel. Oh, yeah, yeah. everybody was. Yeah. Everybody was because he looks good bald and he looks like this. He looked like the animated series. Lex Luthor, so because everybody loved that fucking show, and I'm like, yeah, I was for it too. Yeah, it was two, there are two people. Guys, was, was, there are guys for me. It was it was uh, Billy Zane and it was Arnold Vosloo were my casting guys. Mm, yeah. Interesting. There are people who want who said, why not just cast Clancy Brown? But I was like, well, and can't. He doesn't really look the part, but I love the fact that he's uh he's uh. Uh, Maroney, you know, he's boss Maroney, and um, right, it's Clancy Brown, yeah. right? Yeah, uh-huh. that is. By the way, how, how's this? How's this one sound to you guys? But you know, pre Man of okay. Steel, that I remember my fan cast for General Zod was uh, Hugo Weaving. Ooh, oh, yeah, not bad because oh. I was thinking in yeah. terms of Neil before Zod. I mean, it was a very different uh route that Zach took. I mean, I, I, I love it, but th- that was. That was kind of the fan casting in my head, but yeah. <laughs> no, he would have, he would have, he would have been good, Zod. Yeah, I remember watching Matrix <laughs> Three and saying, "This is how a Superman Dude. should be." Dude, Doug, same thing. When I walked out of uh, when we walked when we walked out of uh, Revolutions, yep. like me and my friends were going like, "Where's our Superman movie?" That was yeah. they just showed you how to do a fucking Superman movie right there. <laughs> and this is before Superman Returns. Right. And then when we got Superman Returns, we didn't get anything of that nature of him fighting somebody in the air. We just got him lifting up a an yeah. island into the air. I mean, he didn't throw like, a punch. Yeah. I mean, even, even Matrix Revolution aside, I mean, like even in the last Harry Potter, the way when Harry, when Harry and uh, and Voldemort yes. are fighting, they're fighting in the air. I mean, yeah. and I watch that, I'm like, okay, which came first, Deathly Hallows Part Two or Man of Steel? Because the, one of them's clearly taken from the other. Mm-hmm. And what's funny too is like, I mean, we all know who did those Superman uh, VFX. Who was the VFX supervisor with the Matrix? DJ. I mean, that's what, you know, I mean, the fact of the matter is he laid and, and I think that's like we we've talked about that on the vodka stream. Uh, you know, Stevens brought it up is the fact that, yeah, DJ did the he was the VFX supervisor on the Matrix movies. So then, you know, when it came to Zach finally taking up Man of Steel, I mean, you could see, man, when you watch Revolutions and yeah, like you said, you see that that scene of them just fighting. I mean, like, my God, there's so many there's things that they utilized in there, too. I remember. When people, you know, people are doing that fandom thing where, where they were saying like Captain Marvel copied Man of Steel when they zero in on like the showdown between two characters and they zero in on their fist as they like are looking at each other and I'm like, fucking guys, like Matrix did that. That's been done to death. But look at even the Matrix did that. And I'm like, you know, Captain Marvel copied Man of Steel would have been a better movie. What? If Captain Marvel copied Man of Steel would have been a better movie. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I only watched that movie once, and that's all I needed to. Watch. 
Yeah. I'm hoping that the second one's going to be better. It looks like it's going to be better, hopefully, but you know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, Doug, you don't think so? <laughs> I went to see Guardians 3, and I'm like, I, uh, I text a buddy. He's like, what did you think? And I go, well, I really like it. I'll talk to you more. I know this. Indiana Jones 5 looked awesome, and Myth and the Marvels looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, that is I mean, one hey, I'm judging by the. I mean, I, not like prove me wrong, please, but please, like, judging by the trailer, Marvels looks I mean, terrible. I mean, the I mean, only thing that's going to save it for I like, I like, really like Miss Marvel. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping that, okay, but yeah, but there's some things in that trailer I'm like, oh boy. I mean, he's got Carol Danvers, Kamala yeah. Harris, and Monica Rambeau. Did you up. say Kamala Harris? <laughs> oh, God. Kamala <laughs> Khan. Shit. Sorry. Yeah. I'm like, wait, the, the vice president of the United yeah, States? Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, 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 it's fine. It's yeah, fine. the one with the stupid cackle. <laughs> the, the trailer was really rough. Yeah, it, and, it, it's and a little the rough. Was good, but, yeah. but, I mean, the concept is interesting because of yeah. how whatever the connection It kind of reminds me of uh, Fantastic Four, the two, when they had the, when the power. Oh, yeah, when they were, like, like switching powers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was actually yeah. kind of funny. I mean, it was cheesy. Mark, but, you know. When did we get some uh, news about the, the sequel to No Way Home? Mm. See, yeah, you talking about the next Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I know. What? What? I don't know what's taking so long. I mean, I guess it's just because the whole Sony fucking thing. Who knows? But I mean, when are they gonna? I mean, when are they gonna finally? I, I, I guess Comic Con. We're gonna probably find out about the Fantastic Four. We're gonna find about about X Men maybe. And yeah. then Spider-Man. I mean, if, if Marvel really wants to bring the goods to Comic-Con, you're going to have to bring the fact that it's like, all right, yeah, talking about your Spider-Man movies and say, Tom Holland, we got a new trilogy coming out. Maybe we're going to have like this character and this character. He's on his own. Yeah. It's going to be great. And then, hey, start going, okay, we got Fantastic Four. This is who's playing them. And then I guess like, you know, um, and then of course maybe, sir, I don't know how much they could do with X-Men yet? I know there's legalities when it comes to that. Probably I don't know. The first thing is probably going to be Hugh Jabman and Wolverine that do anything with the X-Men. Yeah, oh, yeah. true. I, I forget that, of course, he's back in Yeah, dead. Deadpool. Yeah, yeah Deadpool, sorry. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what the, but I mean, I think I, I, I just I imagine that Comic-Con for them is just going to be, yeah. you're going to have to bring the good goods when it comes to Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, and X-Men. Yeah, I mean we're getting there. I mean we have we have our Reed Richards in um, Adam Driver, but it's just I it's not think not confirmed yet though. No, yeah. but, no, but he did. But he but the way like Driver's been talking about, it, he's all but said, yeah, I'm absolute. I am doing Reed Richards. Like he said, he was offered the two, and he picked. He had to pick one, so he picked Reed. Really, there's a quote for that. I didn't even see the quote. Love it. Like he said, he said, he said like didn't he say like he was offered he was offered Victor Von Doom and he was offered Reed Richards, but he's like, look, I've, I, I've I read a, I read a headline that said that he was, but I didn't know if there was an actual quote from Adam Driver that actually said that. Yeah, something. Not sure. Also with Marvel, you know what, what movie is really getting screwed by the writer strike and being screwed over and over is Blade. Blade? Yes. <laughs> I mean, Blade is getting I, fucked. I, I made the joke with a friend earlier. Where it's like Blade has become to Marvel what Flash used to be for DC. Ah, right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're right. You're right. I mean, it is essentially that. I know that movie is getting delayed yet again. And then you know, I'm I, I've been worried about it ever since they announced it because I'm like, all right, you guys have to go R-rated and you have to. The first I mean, Blade was really good. 
Yeah. I mean, the fact that Deadpool before. three is going to be the fact that Deadpool three is going to be R rated. I mean, there's some hope, but well, another point I also bring up. This is my kind of my sticking point with Blade. Is there was that rumor, and I would imagine there is at least some truth to this about Virtual Law, at least the satisfaction with the script. Yeah, there was the rumor that the script initially only had like two action scenes, and they were lackluster ones. And I look at that like. Did you not watch the? I mean, forget Blade Trinity. Did you not watch the first two? <laughs> but even Blade Trinity had some good action sequences. Oh, uh, I didn't. I couldn't finish Blade Trinity. I, <laughs> <laughs> Blade Trinity tried some things. You know, that was David Gore going, "Hey, I'm going to try to direct," and maybe he realized that's not my strong suit. I mean, I you know the only thing that, that what I always say about Blade Trinity is it gave us. An audition for Ryan Reynolds to be Deadpool. Yeah, so I found yeah. Ryan Reynolds to be really annoying in that movie. Really? Yes. I. I just wow. Really annoying. I thought. I thought. I. To me, it was just like he's just playing Deadpool already right here. I mean, pretty, pretty much. much. I mean, he plays this. I mean, he's playing Deadpool in pretty much every movie. <laughs> you didn't play Deadpool. Yeah. It's funny because Ryan Reynolds, to me, it's like I, I really I've, I've liked him since uh, he was on that sitcom Two Guys, a Girl in a Pizza Place um, that kid that was out in like the late 90s. But um, I like I, I always like him. But I mean, I get when people go, he plays the same character. I'm like, yeah, but at least that character's character is likable, mm-hmm. you know, in that. But then when he does do the drama, he can really pull out a good performance. Like if you watch the movie Buried. Or even the Amityville horror remake, I'm like, holy fuck! Like he gets, he can get serious, and yeah. there's like he he has range, but he mainly stays in that jokey, sarcastic yeah. character that he usually is. I mean, did any of you see that sci-fi movie where it's him, where it's him and like and him as a kid, where he he comes? Yeah, Adam Project, great movie, great movie. I love that, that was movie. Great. I thought it was great. Yeah. And and uh, Free Guy, that was something yeah. that. That Disney wanted to burn off, and it actually became a pretty good hit for him. It was a Fox movie. Uh, it was sitting I, on the shelf for like a year, wasn't it? I did not enjoy it. I enjoyed <laughs> that movie was just a celebration of himself. Yeah. Oh, wow. Man, I, okay, so uh, Axel is not a fan of Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I, I used to be, but like he's just, uh, he just does the so same thing. So, Axel, tell me, what did you think of that rumor that Zach was going to bring him back as Green Lantern? I thought that would have been a cool idea. He was not bad as Green Lantern. No, he wasn't he was bad. He was not bad. It was just a, it was a terrible script, and and you know, Mr. Jeff Johns, that was his first attempt at trying to do yeah. live action you know, script, after that, and uninterested, uninterested director. Yeah, and like, and after that, after how badly written that movie was, how could DC trust him with another movie after that? Right, uh, because he wrote comics. <laughs> wow! Yeah, it's an interesting thing, but uh, I know when Zach was like, you know, I you know I remember that too. It was funny because I actually, you know, I was told that Zach was like, if he were going to have a Hal Jordan Green Lantern, he was always he would always consider like Ryan Reynolds to be like that. And then it was funny because when that got put out there and i remember he t- talking about that and then of course garza really amplified it at that one point you know garza was thinking, like it was gospel that he was cast yeah it was like it was like he was going like full on he'll come back and then of course when zach finally like admitted that during an interview it's just kind of funny because what? whoa that was like that was a fun day of like wow yeah guys yeah we've what? been talking about this 
it all the yeah. gave that whole thing I remember on Twitter, the whole chatter about that originated from Grace. <laughs> yeah, Grace. Yeah. But another thing too, pre before the full circle event, because you know, there was a lot of uh, chatter back and forth about you know Zach, you know, getting the green light for the event uh, from WB, and there was you know some consternation about that. And I remember part of that I would imagine stemmed from something she had said, where where the idea was that Zach was basically it was an event where he was going to basically call off the dogs as far as like, okay, guys, I'm fun ride, but I'm kind of done with DC and, and yeah. did the opposite of that. And I got so upset with anybody that was trying to do any kind of like, Zach's going to do this or Zach, you know, they're mm-hmm. trying to scoop this, or this is who's going to show up. I was like, you guys shut up. It's like, this is a fan celebration charity event. You guys are trying to scoop this and trying to say like something is going to happen. And we saw that there were people that, that were saying like certain people were going to show up and they didn't because they were full on lying. Uh, we had somebody said that Zach was going to announce like some big announcement. That was a lie. Um, and then of course, Grace even saying like, Oh yeah, he's going to just like put the kibosh on all the stuff. Like, what are you thinking? You think Zach's going to have this event celebrating with his fans and he's going to be like, all right, guys, no more Snyderverse talk. We're done. No, no, no more hashtags. Stop talking. It's like get the fuck out of here. The guy is not going to do that. I mean, seriously, you know, like, this this guy is such a nerd when it comes to this stuff. But and he said, ta- and, and, and I've talked to him. I've talked to him personally. I've talked to him publicly. And the fact of the matter is, is like yeah, he is not. just a big dork and a big nerd about all this kind of stuff. And he doesn't want to discourage fans. He doesn't want to do anything like that. And anybody like who thinks it's just gonna come out and flat out dismiss things or or just like give like like 100% that's it. It's like, no, that's not his style. He likes to tease. He likes to keep the conversation going. He likes to plant Easter eggs. He likes to do all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah. stop trying to do all this. Yeah, it just pisses me off. I mean, as far as he's concerned, there's always possibilities. I mean, it's not likely right now, but hey, he's open to the possibility because there are always possibilities. Because for all, it's for all, all he knows, like for all he knows, the moment that that uh, that Matt Reeves is done with his uh, Batman universe, um, Gun may call him up. Who knows? It, it's all got to be about just the right circumstances. Because you, you know, I would, you know, I made the point. I would never ask them to go back through the hell they went through the jail reshoot. So it's all got to mm-hmm. be about you know under the right circumstances with a, a studio that's not trying to actively screw him. You know, with the worst moment of his life, and then. You take, you know, put that into the equation, and it's like it was the opportunity came along. I don't doubt for a second Zach would absolutely love to do that. And the fact of the matter is, is like you have somebody that he is considers a buddy who said that, and that's what I was trying to emphasize too when it yeah. came to when he when I when he was on the Vox stream, and then I made that clip that that some of those people were like, "Oh my god, it's edited!" Like, look at how he did. I'm like, <laughs> no, you guys got to realize that it is so much a good thing that Zach would consider James Gunn a buddy, regardless of how you feel about him, is if you want more Snyderverse, it's a fucking awesome thing that Zack Snyder considers him a buddy because if he were to come back and try to do something in that space again, I think Zach would be more welcome to it because now he's got somebody that he knows and who's talked to and is a friend and yeah. not a bunch of suits that are going to fucking start saying, no, you got to do this, you got to do that. you got James Gunn probably going like, Let's talk, and they collaborate, and then they could maybe even do something. Maybe it won't be the the same thing that we at, at once that you know once was, but maybe something in the future could happen. And I'm like, so why this 
full-on hate and wanting to fire James Gunn when that is actually a good thing that he's in there if you want more Snyderverse. It so you know, baffles me. The thing I was kind of a little bit let down of that nobody asked him about at Full Circle was I would have loved to hear somebody like give that give him, ask him on camera what was his thought on, on Project Comic or, or Project uh, Justice League. Oh yeah, I should have asked him that. Damn, yeah. Because I, I bet he would. I bet he just. I bet he has. Oh, I'm sure he's seen it. I think. Um, I remember like uh, Nicotina uh, saying that uh, one of the uh, TPZ guys uh, showed him uh, Project oh, he's Justice seen League. It. He's definitely yeah, he's seen, seen it. it. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely seen it, but yeah, it would be cool to get it like, like the next maybe like the, the next time. I mean, the next time I'm gonna have I'll have him on, but I don't know when that's gonna be or if that's just gonna be strictly Rebel Moon. Get it out of the park with that. Yeah, oh yeah, they totally did, and I'm sure Zach was uh, big time impressed. But I know like Zach like uh, liked those guys' tweets, and I think maybe even commented. And I don't know who knows, but I, I'm pretty sure that Zach has seen that whole thing. And like I said, the, there's TPC guys that were very much involved in that project. So yeah, you better believe that he was like 100% all about it. I mean, and that was, I, I remember I even, um, when I talked about it, I said, hey, I mean, Zach on the Vodka stream said that the closest thing you're going to get to sequels as of right now is those storyboards. So the fact that, you know, those guys brought the storyboards to life yeah. So you better believe except that he was did, all about except it. Except they did they cut were. me out. Yeah. They cut you out? Yeah, they cut me out as Robin. I was going to voice him in a flashback, and they said, uh, no, we don't know what to do. And I'm uh, like, oh, you got the axe? I didn't know that. I got, I got, <laughs> I got Batgirled. Hey, oh, you do, it does exact should call you up to be the Robin to get killed in the flashback thing he's going to do. See? And the yeah. fact that, again, going back to that, it's like, what do you, what, I mean, is there something, I mean, Jim Lee and Zack Snyder have a good relationship. So I'm like, and he just became the president of DC Comics. So I'm just kind of going like, is this story going to eventually? And I, and how would, how would you not think that's not a good idea to continue Snyderverse stories, spinoffs, you know, yeah. in the world, even if it's not full on Zack's vision, but people can just like expand Personally. on the Snyderverse. How, how could you not think that that's not, when it comes to selling books, that's not a good idea to First, sell Snyder first books. Look Personally, how much I, I they've gotten this. from Injustice. Yeah, like they, they've made a whole line out of a video game that's oh, been shit. incredible. Um, I, I just want to say, I, I think like, it's coming. I yeah. honestly think it's coming. I think there's something that's coming. Wow. That's why he was reluctant. Cool, but. Personally, I, I want to see it based on not on the on the storyboards that we saw, but on the storyboards that he has kept secret, which are his current vision. Yeah, I think yeah, one of the, awesome. the best things to come out of SnyderCon is that we we got a more realistic, like moderating hashtag. It's like Zack Snyder's Justice League in IMAX. Like that yeah. is a realistic, awesome yeah. goal. Like that that's something that maybe somebody at WB would be down for it's like oh they could do charity and they could bide some time before James Gunn kicks in with um, his full universe. I mean, 2024 is is pretty wide open except for Waller and and Creature Commandos, right? So like, why not throw Zack Snyder's Justice League in a limited release and see it and and just to you know, gen that up and, and do that while the comic book comes out. That would be just freaking like awesome. Deadhead or what Rebel Moon is going to have theatrically. Yeah. 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 It's going to. No, I mean, like when that, it was kind of funny because, you know, that, I mean, I, 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 even, I, I said how, 
I was talking to one of the TPZ guys, and he was just like, yeah, one of the things we should have really campaigned for right after the Snyder Cut came out was just the release in IMAX. And I was like, yeah, you're right. We should have done that. And after seeing it in IMAX, I was just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. It's just like, is it too late, or can we try to make some noise with that? I mean, obviously, like, there's hashtag after hashtag. There's campaign after campaign. But, yeah, like you said, it's it's realistic because – you know, if the Fathom wants to do events or if people want to host events, I mean, obviously it's not going to be like every IMAX is just going to have it. But I mean, and then, of yeah. course, you know, who knows if Warner Brothers Discovery would back up that whole thing because it would cost too much money and maybe wouldn't get a profit. Well, but, honestly, yeah. honestly, with that last thing, I mean, there have been rescreenings of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, so yeah. it's not like it's unlikely. It's not. I, I, it, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't able to make it full circle. But I've heard like Scott and other people say like Dark Side is really something to see in IMAX. Dude, all of it is. All of it is. I mean, like every bit of it. I mean, you just see things you have not seen on your TV. You know, like you just like the background. Just, just it's just it. It's insane. Just how larger than life this is. And I remember even like the corridor crew. Uh, guys, when they were talking about um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and they were talking about the aspect ratio, saying that is a great choice because it just makes all these characters seem so much larger than life than normal, you know, the normal aspect ratio. And yeah, you, you could see that when it's on your TV, but man, when you see it on a fucking three-story screen, it's just insane, like how goddamn good it looks. Like it's, ah, uh, ah, uh, you guys, I know, I wish you guys could all seen it and hopefully maybe sometime we can do that but i think that's what that hashtag was about and uh one of the tbz guys was just like well let's just fucking do it zach would totally be behind this so that's why we just started kind of pushing it but who knows imagine imagine if he you know, he did that he got an imax release and then the credits roll and the end of the credits and the little caption says the justice league will return yeah, that would be something. Hey, I mean, like, you know, the Justice this, this, or say this Justice League will return in the future or something like that. It's like, what? What does that mean? I mean I'm yeah. telling you, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that James Gunn is just like, okay, we got this multiverse concept that we could just really do with this. And he, and he yeah, knows, his comic books. he knows his comic books. And that's the good thing about James Gunn and having him at the helm and doing all this that he knows his comic books so he knows that yeah you can touch on a lot of this crazy stuff so and, and, we, and, sure and zach and him you know he, he and zach have talked so yeah uh, and i've said and i said this several times in the stream you know once uh once um matt reeves is done with his uh with his batman with his batman films i mean that that will Free them up a bit as far as budget is concerned. Who knows what the next Westworlds could be? Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's going to be not for a while though. Um, um, but not yeah. for a while, but we got time. Yeah, it's time. I don't know. It's it's if just DNA technology will be at that point. We'll look pretty good. It's just going to be interesting. Also, it's like you know, the response to the Flash with uh, the yeah, that too. And the the, the yeah. Snyderverse characters and elements that'll probably be that'll probably tell you something about you know, whether you is this something that they would elect to capitalize on VNL's world so like and but, also uh, okay. let's say if the Zack Star's Just League does really well at this IMAX re-release project and obviously one of the big things to come out of that is Dark Side 
and of course in the comics that since Darkseid is outside of the multiverse that would certainly help who knows maybe Ray Porter will remain I hope so I mean again it's like you know I mean obviously anytime they they want you know and and, you know studios always want a name that's behind these big you know look what happened with Thanos they wanted to like hey we can get somebody I mean and, and for the most part it worked Josh Brolin was great Mm-hmm. But you know, when it comes to like, I mean, Zach just has an eye for who cares what how popular this person is. That's who I want right there. Like, my I will always go back to Hugh Jackman. Nobody knew who he, knew who he was before he did Wolverine. Yeah. Now he's one of the biggest stars ever. Oh yeah, so that's what Zach does. Zach creates big stars. Zach, Zach. I mean, Ben Affleck. When he comes to the <laughs> Justice League lineup, Ben Affleck was the only known name when he was cast as Batman was the known person, Henry Cavill, when he was cast as Superman, nobody knew who the fuck that was. Exactly. Some people knew because of fast and furious and whatever, but that's about it. And then nobody knew who anybody else was. And now Jason Momoa is now a superstar. And, exactly. you know, he even says that Zach saved his career, you know, and even Gal Gadot was going to give up ap- acting before she got cast as Wonder Woman. Same with Harry him. Lennox. Yeah, Harry Lennox was all. Yeah, exactly. He said that yeah. too. I knew he got Jason, cast in Quantic. I huh? knew Jason because through the the Conan movie he had done a few years prior. Uh, yeah, it's mainly how I, I was familiar with him. And he he's actually kind of a he's spoken very disparagingly about that. But I thought it was pretty good. You actually like that movie? Yeah, I I, that, <laughs> I didn't really like it that much. Wasn't we I? all have our guilty pleasures. Of course, it's fine. No, I'm not saying like you're wrong. I'm just saying I try to rewatch it probably like last year sometime and i'm like yeah this movie like who knows what they were trying to go for with this i mean i mean we all we all we have we've all been in a projects we regret i mean harry lennox was recently in a hallmark christmas movie so (laughs) those are popular yeah no but i mean like yeah when it comes to all like this week when i mean you know bbs and and uh, you know, like I said, it was just a, it was kind of a slow week. So they, you know, articles came out just trying to pick it apart, full circle stuff, and they decided to go with that one because they knew it'd be controversial. They knew, like, like these articles, like these blog, the, the blogs knew that they were, it was going to have engagement, and sure enough, it created the discourse again, which you know, it's just the way it is. Um, I felt like Rebecca kind of got a little bit thrown under the bus with like she, she totally really- did. That's exactly. why I wanted to bring her on. I was like, I was I'm like, so glad I, you did. yeah, yeah. I was like, I hit her up and I was like, I was like, they didn't even like source you, and they said it was the Q and A, and and then she was like, yeah, and one of them said I was a moderator, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, they totally just like it was like literally just the commentary, and you got you didn't even ask the question, you just brought up players, and then he brought up. The, the reception to those layers and that's about it but they made it sound like it was the q a and it was a question about layers and then he answered it and it was just so ridiculous and i was like i couldn't believe that they that they didn't force her that's why i was like you know because i had another guest actually planned for uh for friday but she had a reschedule so it actually worked out because then i was like hey come yeah. on as my guest and let's like talk about this whole thing and not to mention, let's talk about, you know, how you got into this stuff. And I thought it actually worked out perfectly. But I was glad to get her on to just kind of because she has picked apart the movie because she loves it so much and picked apart reviews and everything it was great. But yeah. yeah, the stuff she was doing on YouTube back when BBS was originally out, I mean, that was like 
Uh, I, I, I was able to felt like I would sound like things like me in the BBS, like, help me find the others like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Find the, the other metahumans out there that love this movie. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, speaking of who you want to have on, like you said, you wanted to have uh, Christina Wren on, but sadly that fell through. But it's like, I am eager to see, I am eager to see what, uh, to see her on, to see how that, because that'll certainly be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens when it comes to that. But but anyways, I think uh, we should probably wrap this up. Um, I got a video to show you guys after the the stream. Okay. (laughs) By the way, Axel, a lot of the artwork you've been doing is pretty awesome, man. So I did want to commend you about that. Thank yeah. you, thank you. It means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Good stuff. Do you want to show it on here, or do you want to show it back? I think I'll show it backstage. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> Just well, make it sure. But but in the meantime, like while we uh while we prepare for like when eventually when Christina Ren will be able to show up, I'm just like like I told. I told uh, Fear Jason this before. I told him this before, but it's like, look, with all that that great fan art that you do, sooner or later, you like, like in preparation for Christina Ren showing up, you got to do something with her as a Star Sapphire. Yeah, maybe he will. That'll be uh, that'll be cool. And uh, yeah, it'd be good. Like restore the Snyderverse, and she's there in the final battle of Star Sapphire. She probably. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like Zach would have just had that in there, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing too. Is like, and I don't think like it's been really. I don't know if Zach has ever asked the question about like, did he have thoughts of where he was going to take that character to that point, or was you know because some people have movie- theorized. Wait, some people have theorized that she could be Miss Martian. I'm like, eh, nah, no, no, no. No, she's no, she already established. Like you, do, you look at the credits. She's Carol Ferris. She's okay. She's Star Sapphire. Her name is actually Carrie Ferris, which is a, a sort of different name, but same death. You know, Carrie can be short for Carol easily. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, and I, you know, I don't know if Zach's ever really answered the the fact that yeah, that's what I would actually want. I want to ask the Hal Jordan question at the full circle, and they didn't answer. Which Hal Jordan yeah. question? I don't know. Someone mentioned Hal Jordan at Full Circle. I'm trying to remember when. Oh, now? Yeah, I was there, but I don't remember that. Okay, okay. If uh, we're talking about missed Arm- questions, I'm just disappointed nobody asked. Charlie Hunnam, will it be? <laughs> <laughs> right. And Dave, you still got to ask that that question about was his green hood inspired by? Yes. By that and, and hopefully the next time that he comes on, which will probably be like when that first Rebel Moon trailer comes out, hopefully we can get on. I, I do want to be like, hey, what the hell? And <laughs> like, what was happening? Yeah. when? It, I mean, because, yeah. I mean, we know we know that he knows about that Charlie Hunnam, will it be? Well, yeah, I drove him insane with that. Yeah. <laughs> so but, like, but the fact that he cast, not only did he cast Charlie Hunnam, but I'm pretty sure that outfit or at least the lighting of the outfit made it look green. Yes. Yeah. So you imagine, do you think that. Zach would be so on the nose to have Charlie Hunnam use a bow and arrow in Rebel Moon? Maybe a goatee. Oh, man, I would love it. But anyways, guys, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this up, uh, and we'll go around the horn. Thank you guys, as always, for uh, helping support the channel and everything. You know, really appreciate it, and I always like talking with you guys. And, uh, yeah, let's go around. Eric, go ahead. 
Well, you can find you can find me on YouTube, Hardboiled Entertainment. You can find me on uh, Twitter, Hardboiled Films. Uh, there may be some stuff to come, which I hope you will enjoy. Right? <laughs> Not just this guy. <laughs> okay, Axel. You can find me at Droga Fifty Two on YouTube and on Twitter. You can find me via Axel R Droga. There we go, Doug. At Doug Verby on Twitter, but uh, kind of laying low. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, no problem. Always, yeah. always good to talk to you. And then Brad. Uh, yeah, you can find me, Brad Curran, on Twitter and Vero, kind of my main spots. You can also find my writing on a Screen Rant and also another site called uh, Kung Fu Kingdom, which is pretty much what it sounds like, all about martial arts, Kung Fu, that kind of thing. And yeah, I've written quite extensively about uh, the Snyder Cut on uh, you know every journalistic uh outlet I've had so yeah you can find all my work in there and those are probably the best uh, social media places to find me awesome yeah. all right and then of course uh thank you to uh who was here before <laughs> RJ Phil. RJ of course and then uh and uh who, who Phil. Else here? Phil. Phil Phil Jesus Christ Phil. man Phil. totally just it's like, not like, even the vodka like, strain I know that's the thing I'm like I'm like who was here Scott no that was last night I'm like it's totally just but yeah, thank you to Phil. Uh, thank you to RJ for joining. And uh, thank you to everybody. And like I said, if you want to, uh, you know, take part in this and have some conversations and everything, you know, the Patreon's right there. Like I said, I try to give some exclusive content on there as much as possible, exclusive podcasts and some information when I hear it. So uh, that's what I do right there. But uh, anyways, guys, love you. And uh, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>